Hello, this is Aaron Cooter, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Couldn't even tell by the woohoo that you're a little stuffy. Oh, thanks. It was a flawless. I I got it here, right there. Well, no, I want. I was thinking about taking it to work. No, don't do that. People are thieves. Well, I bought bought my um, bought the Legos. You're brave. We can't leave anything out. Well, there's a Legos on my desk too. What do you have? I have Legos on my desk as well. Diamonds on my wrist. We um, yeah. You, there's a key card to get into our office, and I'm my cubicles. I'll I'll, I'll film a video tomorrow. My cubicles all the way in the back by the window, so you have to you have to walk in for a while to get to my desk and then see my shit. It's not like my shit's not noticeable. So your shit is very noticeable. My shit can be noticeable. I know. I saw your shit this week. Oh yeah, all of it. All of it. Yes. Speaking of that topic we were just discussing before we started recording, mm-hmm. uh, it just made me look at something, and uh, it's actually pretty good news. The, the uh, according to uh, John Jackson Miller at Comic Con, this past quarter was the best quarter for comic sales in 17 years. Wow, that's crazy. That is awesome. Yeah, that's because Death of Wolverine. Uh, no, DC's kicking. DC is crushing Marvel in market share because of the covers. Right, because of the covers. Oh, yeah, but I mean that's all part of the numbers. It's sure. not an indicator of quality. Yeah. Right, yeah, because you'll see them in the in the bins. But and there were uh, and you know judging by the and I know this isn't reflective. You know, crowds aren't going to indicate how many people are buying the stuff. But I mean, the number of people at the Javits Center this past weekend, people got to be buying this shit. So I mean, you know, that some of them. Have to be buying these comics, so I, I'm not surprised that uh, that numbers are healthier. I'll say so. Yep, Death of Wolverine was the number one comic this past month. But yeah, if every person that went to the Javits Center this weekend bought a copy of God Hates Astronauts, Ryan Brownie would be very happy. <laughs> True that. Let's make that happen. Let's make it happen. We can. We have the power. Cause you know why? Why? We're eleven o'clock comics. What and this is episode three hundred and thirty-eight. I'm Vince B. You are Vince B. I, I I, I'm surprised you're not Greg Capullo, though. I am David A. Price. <laughs> Indeed you are. And not to be confused with Matt Fraction, I am Julian Assange. There we go. It's going to be one or the other. No, you're not Julian Assange. Whatever Rick Johnston thinks. <laughs> you were quite flattered. You <laughs> are Jason Wood, everybody. I was more confused. And you don't have to be mistaken for someone who is someone to get cheap comic books. <laughs> wow. All you got to do is go on over to Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and get them cheap. Check this out. From Image. It is a bundle. I love these bundles. Four books, $6.74. That's half off. What do you get, you ask? You get Bitch Planet, number one, from Kelly Sue DeConnick. And Valentine DeLandro. You get Rumble, number one, by John Arcudi and James Heron, who we saw in person, and he is a beast. Uh, Graveyard Shift, number one, Jay Farber and Fran Bueno. And They're Not Like Us, number one, by Eric Stevenson, 
and Simon Gain. $6.74. Where else are you going to get that? From IDW, it's Cortal Mal... Mm-hmm. Cordo Maltese under the sign of Capricorn graphic novel. Finally, they're bringing this stuff over. Twenty nine ninety nine cover. Your price, Jason. Take a guess. One dollar. Fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Close. That's fifty percent off. And all you latecomers to the game can get in on the magic that is Copra from Michael Fife. It is uh, co-published by Bergen Street Comics, I believe. Cover price is nineteen ninety five. Your price. $10.97. That's for the six issues. You can't even look at the first issue of Copra for $10.97. It's 45% off, by the way. Get your comics, get them cheap, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door. They don't mind late orders or order additions, and they're the nicest people on the planet. DCBService.com. What do we got here? What do we got? We got coming off a high of another wonderful Comic-Con experience. Yes, but we got it doesn't to share. Mean we trashed the format. What are you drinking? Uh, well, all right. Respect. Respect. Uh, I am drinking straight, straight from, uh, Argentina, uh, Benjamin Nieto Senetiner Pinot Noir. Look at you. Huh. Mm-hmm. Es- Espanol in the house. Argentinian. David, how about you? Uh, tonight I am, uh, it's mostly brandy with some tea. And honey, mm-hmm. but it is a, uh, it's a hot toddy. She said. Yes, it is. She did. Yeah, it hot. is, you hot toddy. Well, look at this. I'm not going to disappoint you guys for the first time in a long time. I'm drinking the Yingling. Nice. Wow. You are, See you're, that? you're reliving the, uh, reliving the weekend, bruh. We had, I had a lot of hops this Hound's weekend. Houndstooth. A lot of hops. Diggity Houndstooth. Yeah. What, what? Well, as Jason, uh, said, this is the post New York City Comic Con rap show. Um, where we regale you with our exploits, I hope, and uh, misadventures, so to speak. We had a great time. We really, really did. We did. Like it led Zeppelin, we were, we were trampled underfoot. There was a lot of freaking people there. Yep, indeed it was. Crawling out of the woodwork. I, I guess the whole thing is they're, uh, they're, they're trying to say they sold more tickets in San Diego, right? Yeah. yeah well, that's, that's cool. Is the place as big as the San Diego... Um, Whatever, wherever they have it there, is the Javits Center as large? Oh, I don't think so. Wow. So we were smushed in there like sardines. If they got sure. more people in San Diego in, the, in a smaller space, good God. I tell you, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind being smushed up to that um, Mary Jane we saw. Whew, you ain't kidding. Good Lord. There wow. was a Mary Jane there. Um, she was a, a booth babe. One, one of the booths had her there. And she was a... Physical, not, not in the face, I, 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 in the facial area. She was a physical dead ringer for the J. Scott Campbell Mary Jane mm-hmm. cover with the, with the, with the belly shirt and the little tiny short shorts. Oh, good lord. What'd you say, David? I, I mean, yes, she was, but it, it's, it's weird the way it was set up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think of her as a booth babe. It's like, oh, listen, no one's sitting on this corner. Let me just pop up this table and, and stand here. Cause she was right on an end, right on a corner, the end of an aisle. And, uh, and, you know, if the table wasn't there with her wares, then, uh, you'd think it was just somebody standing there posing, having their picture taken. Yeah. Well, she had a, a URL on her forearm. Of course. And she made, and she made sure to position herself where that URL was very visible in, in addition to her other things. Yes. Yeah. I didn't mind that at all. No, you wouldn't. 
for damn sure. So here you go. Uh, according to the numbers released, uh, 151,000 people attended New York Comic Con. That's a lot of people. Uh, which, which surpasses 130,000 at San Diego. Now, it's a little bit of funny math because it looks to me, if I'm reading this correctly, that they consider a person to be someone that shows up for a day. Mm-hmm. So you, so you have a we four are each day ticket. Four, yeah, we're four people. So that's a little misleading. It is because a lot of folks go for more than one day. Sure, they should count the number of. of but passes. apparently, San Diego does the same thing. So, like when San Diego oh, says 130,000 okay. people, it's the same thing. So, it, it, so we really crushed them. Well, we did, except again, we the New York Comic Con was open for four days this year, four full days. So, and Thursday was pretty awesome. Thursday was fantastic. Mm-hmm. You, you, you guys, both of you were lit Thursday. We got there as soon as the doors opened, and Jason and David, well, more Jason than David, but the the agendas were were in full swing because they wanted to get those jam pieces distributed. Quickly, so they can keep moving them around. And we we're scouting the area, looking around Artist Alley, and that's where we spent most of the time, as usual. I'd say ninety-five percent of the time was an artist. Yes. Yeah, we we did venture up to the main floor, and in all honesty, even though there were technically with the fuzzy math and all, there were more people this year. I think it was easier to walk around on the main floor than it was last year. Was impossible. You could not get anywhere to go from point A. To anywhere on the other side of the floor took like an hour. This year, it was not nearly as bad. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think yeah. not. And this is not blowing smoke up up their asses because they just treated us tight and right. Uh, Reed does an excellent job. And, and the thing I think that's impressive to me is that they iterate. They always look to tweak based yeah, on yeah, feedback yeah. from prior years. Little things. I mean, um, the way that they had the artists pulled away from the concrete walls so that there were essentially hidden green room areas for them to either get water or charge their phones or do some drawing, catch up. Really smart, right? I mean, and that's no doubt just listening to feedback. To your point, Vince, it seems like they yeah. really worked on the um, the the flow of the main room, even though it was at capacity. Although we didn't experience it, I read a couple places very complimentary about the way they handled panels this year because I guess – what they started doing was clearing the room so that people couldn't go to a panel and then just sit there all day for the really for the one that everybody would want to go to. So after every right. panel, they actually cleared the room out. And so if you weren't in line, you had to get to the end of the line. And mm-hmm. it's little things like that I, I, which show that they really do listen to feedback and try and make it better. They also had right. food trucks outside, which although we didn't avail ourselves of, it seemed like they were wildly popular. Yeah. And um, – yeah, just, just little things. I, I am very impressed. The, the RFID uh, badges seem to work out really well. Uh, we didn't have any issues with that at all. Um, they, and the way they staggered the admission was pretty cool. Yeah, though. the ingress and egress seemed to work well. I mean, our boy Roland was was hanging with us the whole time, and he, he did not have the uh, advantage of a press pass, yet he was seemingly inside the place as soon as we were, and if, if in fact one day even he got in somehow to Artist Alley before us, so, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, so, so, so they really, for, for, for squeezing, let's say you figure, uh, 150,000, so let's say they had maybe 50,000 there on Saturday, right? If that was the busiest day. It, it's, it's impressive to, to get all that accomplished, and they, and they, they did it without really any hitches, at least that I've heard of. Yeah, and we took advantage of those pseudo green rooms ourselves. Yes. To, uh, get our charge on. Get some, some water and 
get our charge on and being be accused of of thieves thievery by this one girl. She was a little haughty. She's like, "You're not gonna steal my charger, That's are not you?" Accusing, but yes. That, well, one of us must must look kind of shifty, and I'm kind of pretty certain which one it was. Well. Roland. But she wasn't, she, no, she wasn't looking at y'all when she said it. No. She was looking at me. Right. Well, that's just because I was starstruck. She thought you were Greg Capullo. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Don't jump the gun. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Far be it for me to jump the gun. So, yeah. oh, a little bit of dig. Here, I'll give you a shovel for that. <laughs> but yeah, Thursday was cool. You, uh, why don't you tell them about it? Uh, how you distributed your jam pieces? Cause you have a plan. That's one thing I can always say about you, Jason. Has a very organized um, procedure for for dropping them jam pieces off. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, so for perhaps new listeners, because I I would bet we we probably gained a bunch of new listeners from uh, sure showing whatnot. For for new listeners, when when Vince refers to a jam piece, we're talking about a uh, essentially an eleven by seventeen comic board, which instead of having an artist do a commission on. Um, we have the piece sectioned off in some way such that the artist can do uh, a smaller drawing. And when it's all said and done, you have a collection of drawings by different artists. Uh, and it's usually thematic and it's become a bit of an obsession for me. And, uh, I finally, as we'll hear in a bit, got David involved in this process quite successfully. But, but, um, I guess I've been at this for going on four years now, I think, right? It sounds about right. I think three, mm-hmm. three or four New York Comic Cons ago. And because New York Comic Con, above all the other shows we attend, is the largest and it is the most crowded, um, I, I started early this year. I, I was putting emails and Facebook messages and tweets out to artists really as soon as I was seeing them appear on the Artist Alley list on the site. And by the time we showed up on Thursday, I had formal confirmations from people that said they were going to be willing to do them well in advance of three dozen and really just went about from there prioritizing who I thought I needed to get to first because they either didn't know us as well and might forget and or get full up quickly and then say, oh, sorry, I thought I could fit you in, but I can't. And then the trick is then to, to, to then time it after that to people that you're friendlier with and think, okay, I, I'm going to get something from them, but I could get them maybe a little bit later in the con. And, um, you know, no, with no small help from, I mean, with no, with, with no, with no uh, lack of, Help from you all. It uh, it worked out unbelievably well. I um uh, at Heroes Con I set a personal record with twenty nine jam piece squares. Meaning I had twenty nine people, and I didn't know until about ten minutes before we started recording. But I went through my portfolio and counted, and I got thirty two jams this weekend. So oh, I broke my personal stance. <laughs> That's a little bit ins- insane. <laughs> Just a little. Four yeah. days, man. Yeah, my my oldest son Colin was like, "Dad, uh, do you have to pay people for those jam pieces?" And before I could even answer, my wife was like, "Yes, he does." Oh shit! <laughs> so, yeah, it worked and, out really well. I gotta say, ninety nine point nine percent of them are awesome. I agree. Yeah, yeah it, you got amazing, amazing work this time, and and David too, who got his uh, toes wet in the the jam piece arena with a stunning. Teen Titans, original Teen Titans. Yeah, I mean, that's the um, thing. We, we should let David tell the story, but I have to say that, that for as excited as I was to have such a successful weekend with art, uh, and, and, and I'm thrilled always when I get new, new contributions, I think I definitely had way more fun 
uh, seeing David's, uh, champ beast created from jump and then, and then finished all in one field. So <laughs> David's the, the best when he, when he frets. When, when David has something on his mind, he, he goes radio silent. You could yep. look at him. It's like, there's nobody there. <laughs> He's thinking about something. But, uh, I should, I should clarify when I said original Teen Titans, new Teen Titans. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Tell him nice, this, David. Nice catch. The, uh, so as I was thinking about what to do and, and, and I figured finally new Teen Titans, um, the big thing for me before the show was figuring out the seven squares and, uh, and, and huge thanks to you two for helping that happen um making that happen between between the layout and and printing the thing and cleaning up the logo and i mean it just it, it looked amazing even before any pen was put to paper that's how we do uh but um but once the seven squares were broken down and and full disclosure my hopes on my first jam piece were to get folks like Mahmoud, gabriel hardman and mike norton on it sadly all three were not in attendance this year, uh, Gabriel and, uh, and Karina had to cancel last minute. Um, Mahmoud was here for special edition earlier in the year. And, uh, and I think Norton was also. He was. Okay. So, uh, so those three weren't in attendance. That doesn't mean that, uh, there wasn't anybody else to choose from because Ryan Brown was there. Uh, Daniel Govar was there. Our boy Tony Fleece was there. So, uh, first person I hit up, was uh was Tony because as he's done with Jason's chain pieces in the past, uh he, he's going to hook it up. And uh and he set the tone pretty much right off the bat by filling his entire square with color. And he uh I figured he'd be good for changeling. And and just because of the personality aspect, I, I did not expect um anything other than changeling. But when we came back around the table and, uh, and he was just about finished with it, he, he showed me what he added to it, which was, uh, Gar was changing from an Esky, which is the Nooks breed. And, and so for that to be included on it was just blew me away. Uh, I had. Yeah. See, you're not going to get that with just anybody. Like that, that's one of the keys to the jam pieces, at least in my mind is, you, 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 you solicit these people time and time again. They get to know you. They get to, you know, know your personality and they add those little ec- extra bits into the, the piece that you're not going to get if you just walk up to like, say, you know, some, somebody out of the blue who does, there's no personal touch. That's why that, that square is awesome. I mean, they're all great, but that one just stands out as being like so tuned to your frequency. You're right. You're right. Yeah. They're, 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 they're most of, most of the squares are a reflection of of the artist because um the kid flash while that may not look like wally from the comic because ryan brown did it it has that ryan brown feel to it and i i love it for that reason uh just just going through the squares real quick without going through the entire weekend uh changeling was was by tony uh daniel govar did a kick-ass Starfire and Marcio Takara, who definitely is another one who, who knows how to draw ladies. He handled Wonder Girl extremely well. And I love, I love Vince's comment about why she's not smiling. 
and well, what, what did I say? She married wrong. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and so while, uh, while Ryan was, was taking care of Kid Flash after he finished that square, he was kind enough to color the Wonder Girl square. Um, Tom Rainey did a phenomenal Raven and, uh, and Mark Laming did a, uh, did Cyborg well. And, uh, I mean, that's, that, that, that's reminiscent of, of the, of the Perez version. Uh, those two were done, well, Rainey's was in black and white. Um, Mark's had some, uh, some gray tones to it, but they were both colored, uh, Daniel Govar colored or painted, uh, Cyborg Sunday. That was the last thing done on it before we left. And, um, Paul Mounts, and we'll get into that more later, but Paul Mounts colored Raven, and that is, uh, thanks to Jason opening that door earlier in the day. Um, and finally Sunday, the last square filled in, uh, before Daniel colored cyborg was Robin. And it took me a while to figure out, to find the artist to take care of Robin. And I never imagined that the whole thing would be completed over the course of a weekend over one convention. Um, but something would have definitely felt off if one square wasn't filled when we left on Sunday. Uh, and I asked a couple of different artists and nobody was really quite right for whatever reason, whether whether they weren't doing color or uh or they priced themselves out of the market. But when we got to um Serena Guerra who handled an awesome square on uh on one of Jason's jams, um again she she nailed the character. Um so everything was done. It was and she is she's adorable. Uh it was a um Seeing it finished was, was absolutely phenomenal. And then, and then handing it off to Daniel to, 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 to color in Cyborg. It was, um, it, it was something I know the entire jam piece experience this time will, it, it'll never be repeated. I'm, I, I am not going mm-hmm. in with a goal of thinking that a jam piece will be completed over the course of a con or the course of a weekend. Um, I will paste the next one out because it's, it's amazing that it was completed, but, like I said, there were some artists who I'd love to have on a jam piece, and I still want them on a jam piece in the future. So if I'm at a show where they are not, I will hold on to it so that they can contribute. So um, it was it was just it was an amazing experience to to start one, to finish one, and uh, and and to just know that I mean that that's kind of uh, I I don't know. In our circle on the forum, the people that we know on Facebook and everything, other people who have done jam pieces, I don't know how many have have completed one over the course of a convention. But it's that 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 that's not a, a milestone that I think I'll um, be hitting anytime soon again. Yeah, and it's amazing the personalities of of each of the characters. You, you're right; they do reflect the uh, the artists that did them, like the 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 Kid Flash. He's doing the Isaac thing, like yeah, from the love yeah, yeah, yeah. the fingers, like that's that's Ryan yes. Brown to it. You know, it's just it's not it's not it's humorous, but it's not over the top humorous right. for that. Like he tuned it to that character, and then you got the the Robin is really graceful and and kind of kind of lighthearted because then Dick didn't really have all the stuff weighing on him that 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 he does now. You know, right. and the the Raven just like kind of crackles with with that. Wacky eldritch energy. I think you you got really superior pieces. You did, and the the cyborg shit. That's just power, right? That is. 
Laming nailed yeah. that. I mean, it's all really, really great stuff. I'm a little jealous, just a little. <laughs> yeah, it was cool to see too that you raced home and framed it and put it up on your wall. That that uh, that shows a lot of love. Oh, I had to. Yeah, no, that wasn't something that I could just uh, keep in a plastic and then find a place for it. I um. Yeah, it was like a drop the mic moment, man. I mean, it's like uh, I don't know. It's it. It's like. Uh, Jumping, jumping into the NFL and, and leading the league in rushing in your first year. <laughs> it, uh, it was, it's going to be hard to top, like you said. So I think yeah. you're best not trying. Just, no, just yeah. you know, get, create a jam piece and then just, uh, work on it over time. Just, just with, with guys that you, like you said, that you really want to have because you haven't had a chance right. yet. Just let it be. And you pace yourself out. You can, uh, funnel some of that, that savings to other areas. Absolutely. Some Skrilla, Skrilla and Vanilla. That's right. Yeah. You know, I want to talk about Ryan Brown for a couple of minutes. Um, that was kind of a home base for us in, in a sense. We, we always seem to wander back to, to Ryan's booth, uh, just because of the conversation. And he's, he's always a, a delight to be around, but he, he had a whole spread out. He had, um, various issues of, of God hates astronauts with the different covers and, you know, the variants and stuff. But he also had, um, the collected edition, which was from the Kickstarter and he had blast furnace, but, he he told us like there seems to be some confusion out there in regard to the collected edition. Like people would come up to the booth and he'd say, you know, they say, oh, I'm reading God Hates Astronauts. I like it a lot. And he'd say, you know, well, here's the the uh, original collected edition. And they're like, well, I already have the singles. People, it's not registering with people right. that the, the contents of the original trade is not the same as the single issues like even though Image published it, there seems to be a disconnect between – and he, he said it, it's even happening with retailers. Right. right. The single issues are volume two of God exactly. Hates Astronauts. Right, right. The collected so, editions he, that are out are of volume one, which was a webcomic that we have on the show talked about for years. And I mean Chris Chris Neesman was the first one to talk about it way back in probably four or five years ago from the C2E2, and then we had Ryan on the show. Yeah, so this is a Image recollected – all of that into a trade uh, for came out last year, and this new book is an ongoing, but it's volume two. Right, and it, it would be um, economic suicide to put volume two on the cover of the the new uh, monthly, because who's going to jump in when they see volume two and they don't know where else to to go? So if you are reading the new God Hates Astronauts, which is volume two, but let's call it the new one for sake of argument. If you're reading the new volume of um, God Hates Astronauts, you need to check out that original collected edition because you're missing part of the story. He up he got you up to speed in the first issue, but it's best thing to have it all. Yes, right? absolutely. Okay. And another thing he had, which spoke right to my heart, um, I think he had it at Challengers uh, initially. They did red versions. But he had resin 3D cowboys. Yes. And when I saw those, I, there was no way that I was walking out of there without one. Um, he had clear versions. He had opaque versions, just one color. But there were two on the table that were double pour versions, which means two different colors of resin. And they kind of blend in uh, unforeseen ways. And he had a it, – it's a dark – it's a navy blue – and a white, and it is amazing. The parts of it are clear, and the 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 sections where the white blends into the navy. Oh, I, it's gorgeous. My my money was on the table as soon as I saw it. And David bought the the uh, mate. So David and I are the only ones in the free world 
who have the navy and white 3D cowboy. And it is awesome. It is awesome. And he's on my desk. He will be forever narrating my life from a vantage point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got we got to thank Ryan for for getting these things made. Yes. Absolutely. And, and I had I had a couple of things uh, uh, that he could do to even make these more desirable because he was like, ah, oh, is it too much? Am I asking too much for these hell things? No. I'm like, hell no, no, you're not asking too much. In fact, you can ask more. And and I I gave him a few ideas, which I'm sure he already had, on, on how to you know get a little bit more uh, scratch out of these things. Just it's 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 a nice little uh, side industry he's got going here, and I love him for it. I want to see all the, the GHA characters in resin. Nice. I'll buy them all. I'll buy them all. Make yeah. it happen. I'll help. I'll sculpt. Shit. Oh yeah. Why not? So there you um, go. So who, who who? What was the first jam piece you dropped off, Jason? Oh jeez, I don't know. Uh, okay. Cooter. Was no, it? I didn't no. have anything about Cooter. No. Um, Which I pay attention. Yeah, I know. Right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know. I don't. I don't remember the chronology as I look at them now. Because um, you know, I, I handed a lot of them off at that once. That's true. So it happened really fast, very fast. Yeah, I mean, I had uh, you know, I have ten of them that are in in the process. Um, <laughs> I, I did. I did manage to. They're all in different different stages of uh of work i did manage to finish uh one this this weekend which was my guardians of the galaxy um i had two squares left on that going into the show uh and i got a kick-ass uh jack flag by mike ruth who's a super cool dude uh and then i saved the last square by design uh for star lord for sarah pacelli and uh as as we as we noted uh in our our own little con recap as we were winding down uh Sarah is a triple threat she is uh uh charming uh she is certainly very uh fetching to look at and she's ridiculously talented uh yeah. and and she has she has uh this process where effectively um People wait in a long line for her, kind of the Jim Chung uh, model. She, she, people wait in line for her as the show's opening, and then she gets to her table and hands out numbers uh, and just takes a certain number of commissions per day. And then uh, if you're not there at the beginning, you're out of luck. C'est la vie. Um, and so I've actually lost out on getting her to draw something for me for three or four cons in a row. Uh, so I have to give a huge thanks to uh, our friend and, uh, and, and art dealer, uh, of Cadence Comic, Paolo, uh, Belfiore, because he, uh, he, he, he swung a little favor for me and got, uh, Sarah to, uh, bend her rules and fit me in, um, to finish off my jam. So, yeah. so with a, with a I got, kick-ass Star-Lord. I gotta tell you, the Pacelli legend is growing because I was, uh, telling them down at the shop today, that uh you do the jam pieces and and Sarah finished off your your uh, guardians and before I could even say anything there's about four guys in the shop all you heard of various you know different ways oh my god she's so hot <laughs> like, like all of them not you know not she's super talented man she's hot it's like yeah she is and she could draw like an SOB too yeah absolutely um so uh, I'll just run through my, my jam scores quickly, and they'll be scans. I haven't done it yet, much to many people's chagrin, but uh, I will get around to scanning these uh, maybe tonight after we're done recording and put them on both uh, Comic Art fans as well as our forums, which is found where, David? 11 slash forum. 
Aw, yeah. On my Weckman X Jam, uh, I uh, got a awesome slayback by Mr. Yannick Paquette. And uh, it was pretty fascinating. Yannick, as he was drawing while we were, we were chatting with him while he was drawing it. Uh, dude was uh, educated and was a practicing entomologist. Yes. And 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 basically thought he was going to be like Indiana Jones discovering new species of, uh, of of creature all across the world and then realized that it was far less sexy than that and, and transitioned into becoming a kick-ass artist. So go figure on that. Um, so it's safe to say that all those plants that you see in Swamp Thing are entomologically yes, correct? Yes, every insect and plant correct. and everything that is in Swamp Thing is accurate, to the not only to the geography and location, but the time period as well. That's crazy. It that is crazy. Um, a kick-ass uh, X-23 by Mr. Clayton Henry, uh, and then a, uh, a Kestrel uh, by Mr. Juan Castro, who, uh, while, while we're on that subject, it, it's a uh, huge shout-out to the No Apologies crew. We uh, we didn't get to hang out with them after hours like we had intended, but we did definitely spend a ch- decent chunk of time chatting them uh, up at the show, including uh, Juan, who, who is – this is his first time meeting him. He's from Mexico. Um, and finally made his first New York Comic Con. Also, Tom King, who uh, many of our listeners probably know better as the writer of Grayson. And yes. without putting his business on blast, I, fingers crossed, likely the writer of a number of other DC books in the near future if things go well. Um, of course, our boy Chris Campbell, frequent con roommate of ours and no apologies host. Uh, yep. Daryl Taylor, who absolutely rocks uh, a yellow... Bathroom, uh, a captain's, a, a Star Trek captain's yep. robe. Absolutely. Complete with the command pin. Yep. Absolutely. And the captain stripes on the sleeve. It was awesome. <laughs> wow, yeah. He's so weird. Uh, Mr. Chris Kazicki, who, uh, that's my man, who makes, makes us look like little people. Choir boys. Oh, he's a huge yeah. dude. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, although we didn't do our as promised kid in play dance, it was great to finally meet Gil Cologne as well. Yes. Uh, so, shout out to those guys. Um, again, we we did intend to party with them, but it just uh, the the stars weren't aligned. So next year we'll we'll make sure we we uh, we we make amends there. But it was it was it was great to hang with them. So yeah, I I could talk to Chris forever. There you go. Um, yep. I started a Young Avengers jam uh, at the show, but uh, actually only got one square done on it, and it was interesting because it was started by Mr. Matt Kent. And that is a byproduct of the story we told – David and I told after Heroes where Matt did an awesome uh, crystal for me on my Inhumans jam and he colored it in. And we were chatting about how it seems like if if the first or first couple people of a jam color it, then everyone feels compelled to put color. Whereas if the first person or two just do black and white, everyone takes it and runs with that. So he said to me in passing, hey – Next time you start a jam, bring it to me first, and I'll be happy to color it. So that's exactly what I did. I uh, he hooked me up with a young vision, the the, the younger version from the Young Avengers, and uh, I, I then brought it over to Jim Chung, who of course is synonymous with Young Avengers, and thought maybe it would entice yeah. him, and I wanted yeah. to jump into it. And he uh, he just politely smiled and said, "Oh, that's great. Let me see it when it's all done." Yeah. <laughs> so so, so uh, Jim didn't take the bait, but that's all right. Um, uh, and then uh, from there we have uh, the West Coast Avengers Jam, which is probably the one that got the most done, and and the, it was the, had some of the most exciting moments. Um, yeah, uh, every one of the jams I had coming in on that one happened to be in color, 
uh, again, kind of a, just a circumstance. Um, then Adelso Corona, who is a young artist up and comer who David and I met in Heroes briefly, uh, did an absolutely breathtaking War Machine. It's killer. It's it's so good. I I I think that if 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 this jam is is indicative of of his his uh, ability to to make sequential art, I think we're gonna be here. His name's gonna be well known in a year or two. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's the best piece you got. It's sick. It's sick. It, yeah. It's re- it's the, for, I don't for know. the weekend. I don't know. Yo, yeah, I don't, it's great. another one, but I, I I think the other one coming up might. It's it's great. Um, I also on that one got a a great Hawkeye by Mr. Brad Walker. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the aforementioned Serena Guerra, who is the the one who finished off David's uh, Teen Titans with 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 his Robin, uh, did an awesome uh, Janet Van Dyne Wasp for me. Fully colored. It's 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 terrific. Um, someone that was not on my pre-show list, I hadn't even heard of them, and Vince came and got me and said, "Hey, you got to check this dude out." Was uh, uh, a gentleman from Uruguay named Pierre Brito, who um, just did a book with uh, Justin Gray and and and, uh, and Palmiotti. It was, and, a, uh, it was a Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, super cool guy. He he did a flame bird for me, and it was neat wow. because he didn't have color any any copics with him, but I happened to carry a set of copics with me, so I pulled them out, and as a result, he did a fully colored flame bird for me. Uh, and it's and then, a good thing you do. Have the 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 copics with you because yes. again, yes. that's Mr. how Brown. Ryan Brown. Them. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, last but certainly not least, on the NJM piece was and, and special huge thanks to our buddy, which we feel I feel like we have many reasons to thank him after this weekend, Ron Richards, uh, who is uh, not only a friend but has been on the show a bunch of times and is these days uh, uh, helping run Image Comics. Um, I had joked with Ron heading into the con. Um, because he works for Image. Hey, uh, now that you work at Image, how about you get me, uh, uh, Eric Larson to draw something on one of my jam pieces? And I really, I really just meant it as a complete throwaway, uh, line. And, uh, to, to Ron's credit, he's a dude that gets things done. We show up to the con on Thursday and he hits me with a text message saying, uh, it's all arranged with Eric. Just go, go uh, over his, go over his table and let him know that, uh, I, I, uh, sent you. So, uh, so rolled over there with the jam piece and sure enough, he said, "Oh yeah, Ron's buddy, sure," and and drew a thing for me was, on all my oh. champions. Well, and uh, he weirdly drew a thing. I mean, the thing looks great. I'm just talking about the way he holds his pen to. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. If, I think you can YouTube it. If no one's ever seen Eric yes, draw, yeah. or right, he essentially takes the pen. As a left-hander, I'm accused of this sometimes when you go to right because as your lefty, you you have to kind of turn your hand inward a little bit to get the right angle. But he's a righty, and he basically bends his his wrist almost to like a ninety degree angle. Yeah, and points like to a the comes at the yeah, like a from the top. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so he did a kick-ass thing, and we had a blast talking to him. Actually, uh, yeah, and, and um, one thing. Well, you guys had a blast talking to him. Well, I, 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 um, my 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 thing was basically. Um, he wrote an article for – well, he he, wrote, he had a column on CBR, Comic Book Resources, for a while. And uh, one one column that always stuck out to me was he um, he was somewhat uh, defending Vince Coletta. And um, and of all the columns he's written, of all the tweets he's written, of, of, of anything he, he's posted online, that's kind of the one time, the, the, the one instance where we – 
we kind of part ways. We, I, I can't see eye to eye with him on that. But when I brought it up, he um, he basically said that there, there's no excuse for what Coletta did. There's, uh, you know, there may be you can look at original pages and 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 maybe see where he was trying to clean it up or or make sense of it. But 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 overall, uh, what he did to um, to pencil pages is is uh, in my words uh, a, a travesty. So right. I was I was quite happy to 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 leave the conversation knowing that we uh, we have more in common than than uh, than I previously thought. Mm-hmm. Right. And once the subject of original art was oh, uh, yes. was, was broached, um, I forget if it was myself or Jason that 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 asked him, you know, just how many pages of from Commandy he owned. And he said something along the lines of 180 original pages yes. and jason says well this man right here considers commandy the best series ever and he um issue nine is his all-time favorite book do you have any pages from issue nine and eric just offhanded oh yeah i own the whole issue <laughs> and, and from from then on he's like that's it that's obscene he has i'll never own a page from my favorite book which is cool Knowing that someone like Eric who appreciates that's it true. very very much that's a good outlook. It, but still it was like saltpeter. Yeah. I was up and then he mentioned ah I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, absolutely insane to think that he owns hundred and eighty not only Kirby pages, but just hundred and eighty pages. commandy pages. Yeah, I don't even yeah. know how many Kirby pages he must own. It must be three, four hundred, I would guess, just based on what I've heard and seen of his collection. But he was a super cool dude. Yeah. And um and, and so the only not that there's any rub in getting Eric Larson art, but but uh, but Eric drew the thing, and it's amazing. But it was black and white, which again, in many of my jams, wouldn't have have been a, an issue whatsoever. But simply because the other eight or nine squares that were already done happened to all be colored, it, it stood out. In, and I and I thought unfairly so because I I would never want anyone to look at an Eric Larson piece and think it it you know doesn't hold up relative to everything else. So we we came up with a thought, which is that Paul Mounts. Who is uh, a long time going on? I think thirty years colorist in the business, and probably most well known for uh, being the colorist on Fantastic Four for what uh, almost fifteen years, right? Yeah, yeah 12, exactly. 12, 15 years. Yeah, uh, consecutively. So I thought, okay, thing Fantastic Four. What if Paul was willing to color the thing? So we rolled over, just uh, had a lovely conversation with he and his daughter. Um, who he says is is actually better using copics than he is, which if if that's true, being that she's only seventeen, then she's about to be a a a, a tour de force as well, and yeah, uh, probably give Jordy Belair a run for her money in a couple of years maybe. Um, but anyway, so Paul colored the thing, um, and he did it for free just as a, a gesture during the conversation. It's um, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, I was I was a little scared initially because because oh, he was, he laying, was the laying down. down. He was laying down yeah. some, some really hot yellow, and I was like, "Ooh, where's this going?" Yeah. Um, but, but no, he he has a he has a, a plan, and he's got that instinct, and he just followed it up with some you know oranges and browns, and he made that sing. Yeah. Blue eyes, and he's putting down the blue for the eyes, and David goes, "Ever loving blue eyed thing?" Like you yeah. would expect him to say that. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It was great. A nice guy too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, he's a great. We got to meet his wife later on in the show and yeah. uh Yeah. Um we you know it's amazing. I have to say um for for getting to know as many artists as we've gotten over the years, how many of them have super cool significant others. Oh yeah. Um yeah. I it does definitely 
throw, uh, throw the table up in the, in the stereotype that, uh, we geeks are beholden to, uh, you know, cry ourselves to sleep at night in a, in a lonely bed. So. I, no, I think that's passe now. I, I would, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, um, uh, our boy Tony Fleece did Killer Pyro. Um, uh, Mr. Marcus Toe did an awesome juggernaut. Uh, our, our, another great friend and someone that will be coming up here as we recap our social aspects of the show, Mr. Mark Leeming did a kick-ass avalanche. Uh, Carlo Barberi, who I had the pleasure of meeting this weekend, um, did a fantastic Magneto. Uh, uh, an- another name for all of you, uh, to be, get yourselves familiar with. This was his first New York Comic Con, but I'm telling you, he's going to be huge. Alessandro Maselli did an exodus for me. He's an awesome dude. He's Antonia. If you don't know his name now, by a year or two, you're going to be like, oh, that dude, I remember him when. He's, uh, this, he's going to be a guy that you're going to know. Um, Alessandro Vitti, uh, another fantastic, uh, human being did a toad and, uh, and then probably the most excited, uh, of all the, the artists that we met this weekend in terms of, uh, like interests and a dude that would have talked to Eroff all day if, if, if we had the time, uh, Mr. Andy Belanger, uh, <sighs> Did a Sauron, and Andy. Not only did we talk comics, but he is passionate about horror movies, Vince, and mm-hmm. he's a humongous pro wrestling mark. Which yes. so between the, th- the David, myself, and Vince, we had lots to talk to Andy about. Oh yeah, and yeah. and I think he will certainly be on the show at some point here in the future. He he went from um, regaling David and Jason about backstage banter or behind the scenes banter with big name wrestlers. About, you know, notable instances in, in, in wrestling lore. And then he segs right into, oh yeah, I was hanging out with Michael Berriman and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> he know he knows every, he's one of those treasure troves of, 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 you know, knowledge that you just sit and listen to forever. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I didn't succeed at was I only had three squares going into the show on Left of My Inhumans Jam and I only managed to get one of the squares done. And, uh, although the square is, is awesome, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's Maximus. It's, uh, it's, it's the, the evil brother, uh, Black Bolt's evil brother, and it was done by Wes Craig, who, uh, Vince finally is aware of the greatness of Wes Craig. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have to admit to, uh, a serious, serious, uh, blank spot on Wes Craig. And, and not for your lack of trying, though. I mean, you pushed, Deadly class when it originally came out and you, 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 you know, you did him proud and I just kind of, I didn't ignore it, but I kind of was a little, um, lackadaisical on getting to that book and I, I started reading it, uh, once we got back and it's fantastic. You are, you are 110%, although you can never be, but you're, you're really right about Wes Craig. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Um, on my Excalibur piece, I'm almost done. That has been a long one. I've, I've spent a lot of time on that one. It, Getting it finished. Um, pleasure meeting and shout out to art dealer Kurt Dilbeck, who uh, oh, yeah. it was actually his birthday uh, over the show. But but uh, I had arranged beforehand, thanks to him, for three of his stable mates to do pieces, uh, including Philip Tan, Steven Sego- Segovia, and Carlo Pagulian. Um, to be fair, I have been critical of Philip's sequentials on occasion during the show seven years and i feel pretty bad about it now because he absolutely took the megan 
piece that he did in the behind the woodshed and crushed it. Yeah, it it, it is unheard of. It's, it's so really beautiful, freaking yeah. good. Uh, and then Segovia did a micro max, which is kick ass because uh, that's one of those characters that no one ever chooses to do. And I just I left the piece at Kirk's table and said, when these artists have time, just let them pick one of the characters left. So, so uh, I mean, Philip, I asked to do Megan, but then uh, Segovia chose Micro Max, so I couldn't be happier. And then, unfortunately, Carlo got uh, got sick, uh, physically sick, so he actually wasn't at the show much, so he didn't get a chance to fulfill it. Uh, and then, and then I also got a widget by our friend Chris Stark's buddy Dan Kana, and huge hat tip on that one to uh, Ryan Brown who was kind enough to color in uh, Widget and add a lot of uh, metallic tone to the character to really make the image pop. And then on that piece, although technically on a new jam, Mr. Govar, who can probably draw a dragon as, as well as any human being on the earth, took watercolors to my existing Lockheed piece and really gave it life. So um, that one's coming along. I just have Day Tripper and Ferron left to finish that up. Serpent Society... Uh, huge shout out to Gary Brown, uh, the fellow Scotsman, although he's actually from Scotland. He, he's actually a listener of the show as well. Uh, he did, a he did a Bushmaster, uh, on my Serpent Society piece. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Eric Talbot of Turtles fame did, uh, a Rattler, uh, which is great and very dynamic. He used a, a, some interesting purples and greens in it too. Um, and then definitely another character that we had never met before, but I thought was 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 just unbelievably fascinating to talk to was Juan Doe. Yes, uh, you know Juan, Juan Doe did a Cottonmouth, and it's just he did, it's incredible. He it's not only is the piece incredible, but he's an he's an amazing dude. And we oh, yeah. were privy to some uh, I don't know we can't talk about it too directly, but we were privy to some upcoming work of his that uh, I don't think is public yet, and uh, the dude is a beast. Yeah, yes. uh, and has lived he, a very he, fascinating life. Mm-hmm. He let us in on some uh, pages that are so incredible. Yep. Yeah, just fantastic work. I, I can't wait for that thing to come out. And last uh, but but not least, I had started uh, another jam piece this weekend, which is the Avengers villains, and uh, it's it's a collection of, of fen- phenomenal things. Uh, it was started off by my boy Aaron Conley, who it's nice to see him getting some rub. I feel like he, people are starting to catch on to the awesomeness of him. He, uh, he, he not only did, a, he did a supreme intelligence on this piece, fully colored. And he also had done a saber tooth swordsman, which is his dark horse creation that we have raved about versus Wolverine commission for me. It's a little play off the classic Wolverine versus saber tooth. So it's saber tooth swordsman versus Wolverine, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> and then I got a, uh, Baron Zemo from Matt Clark. Uh, we got a, a taskmaster from Dean Cotts, a Corey Smith, another oh. awesome artist that, uh, Vince and David were talking about with Magnus and I finally caught up on that, but, uh, super cool dude as was his girlfriend. He's another listener of the show. Um, he did a phenomenal, uh, Phantom X commission for me. Uh, and then he, he, he rocked a Dr. Doom on this jam. And then the last two squares, which certainly last but not least, maybe I know you referenced what you thought was my the, the best one of the weekend. I I think uh, David probably would think this other one is, which is uh, Mr. Rainey. Tom Rainey did a Red Skull on the piece, which uh, is just uh, it's uh, <laughs> it is something else. And the last maniacal, what's that? maniacal? It is it's maniacal, yeah. And the last jam of the weekend, um, and it was really satisfying because I have been chasing this guy too for a couple of years. Was, uh, Nick Dragata. 
Nick works digitally primarily, so as much as I love East of West, it's hard to come by art from him. He's also swamped because East of West is such a big hit, but he's a fellow Philadelphia Eagles fan. We chatted a lot over the weekend, and he, you know, he, he was a man of his word. He kept saying, hey, man, listen, I'm swamped, but if you come back Sunday morning, I'll fit you in. Uh, I gave him the piece on Sunday. We were getting ready to leave on Sunday afternoon, swinging back around a couple of the tables, and he wasn't at his table, and I thought, here we go. But uh, to his credit, um, he had left the piece finished with his art dealer, Felix, and he rocked a Loki for me. And he not only drew Loki in the box, but he extended the horns of Loki's helmet uh, throughout almost the entire width of the page. So um, huge thanks to, to Nick. And uh, thanks, everybody. So, yep, there's your 30 jam pieces and, and just killer stuff. So Yeah. You should tell them about the uh, Robbie Rodriguez. Yes. Piece. Yes, so Robbie, who congratulations to Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez and Rico Renzi because the absolute outpouring of, of enthusiasm for the uh, Spider-Gwen story in Edge of Spider-Verse uh, has led to officially, starting in February of next year, a new ongoing with Spider-Gwen featuring the same awesome. creative team, which is awesome. And Robbie had promised me a uh, domino commission Way back at Windy City Comic Con, which was what, five years ago? Four years ago? Mm. It was four or five years ago whenever Sal and Chris ran it. And, uh, I had forgotten all about it. And then we saw him at Heroes and he mentioned to me that he had it. <laughs> and I, I, again, I hadn't remembered I even ever ordered it and he delivered it to me this weekend. And it's, it's phenomenal. It's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's Domino is a black and white character, but then he took this really, uh, wonderful purple and, and pink um, I don't know if you'd call it a wash vince or more like a, a graphic, like line, like streets. It's like, like a rake. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. A rake. Um, uh, and then I, I treated myself, um, which apparently my wife knew about instantly thanks to my credit card company <laughs> alerting her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I treated myself to a, uh, a page from Ed McGinnis, uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy issue 19 where, uh, the evil satanic Avengers show up from another dimension. And, uh, it, I just love the piece to death. And it's, it's, uh, it was, it's pencils by heat, by, by Ed and, and inks by Mark Morales. And there's even a little line, line note in the page, which I love on the corner. It says, uh, uh, Brian, sorry, I crammed Quasar in the corner, uh, for, which Ed wrote because he has Quasar just up in the little corner of the, of the page. But, uh, but, uh, yep. And then I think the only thing left of the bunch is, uh, another, I can't quit him, Ramon Perez page, um, from his Deadpool run. It is a scene where all of the heralds of Galactus are meeting at a, uh, at a support group meeting for the formal heralds of Galactus. And so it's all of the different heralds that Galactus has ever had sitting around, uh, a room chatting. You mentioned so. the Jimmy Chung page. I did not. Yes. I, I, I also purchased another Jimmy Chung. Uh, page from the this is from his latest issue of uh, New Avengers the one where he was uh, I think it was four or five different artists uh, drew the book and he drew five or six pages but uh, but I bought one of those pages so yeah it was and a fruitful art it, weekend I think it oh works, wait uh, wait one more how could I forget because I all feel horrible for it. Mark Laming did an unbelievable oh, yes. full full sized commission for me of Domino versus um versus uh spiral yes. so yeah that's and it's it, it's I, I almost forgot it because i had been seen it from him 
weeks before and was just finally picking it up. But I, it's amazing. So I can't forget that as well. So. And you don't know which one to look at first, like uh, spirals in the foreground, yeah. and and the arms are coming at you. And it's really dynamic, but the, then you have Domino in the background. It's like, it, and they they're they're fighting for attention. It's a great piece. I love it a lot. Absolutely. But what I was going to say is, I think it worth mentioning uh, Roland's artistic conquests Whoa. this weekend. Roland purchased um, another page from that issue of Infinity. That uh, the one where he got last time with Thor and the hammer, and uh, I think he got the page before, no, the page after it. Yes. From uh, that's Opeña, right? Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, so he got an, another Opeña page, and then he he bought uh, even more pages uh, featuring Thor. What were the, the two he got on? Thor, God of Thunder, uh, during the um, the God Bomb arc. They're from Isad Ribic. Right. Um, the the uh, it's the page where, if you remember the story, um, old future Thor, Thor Allfather, he, uh, he walks into the room where there is nothing but barrels of mead. Um, he bought that page and crap, he told me what the other page was. It's really detailed. Like there's a lot of machinery in the page yeah. he bought. Yeah, he bought two awesome pages from, uh, Thor God of Thunder by, by Ribic, um, marred by something unfortunate, but the <laughs> art itself is, um, is amazing. The, oh, yeah. the, uh, I'll, I'll let him go online if he wants to talk about that. I'm not going to put that story out there, but, um, yeah, Isad was up on, on the main floor, uh, with Anthony Snyder's, uh, area and, um, and there were, I, you know, still, I, I think it's um I I I gotta give Reed credit for separating Artist Alley from the main floor and, and uh it it's Thank the, the gods. Yeah. I mean yeah. The, the the con it has taken over the, the entirety of of the Javits Center. So there really is nowhere to expand to now unless we do something outside. Um but Artist Alley is and there's still there is still room around Artist Alley. It's even though there were a couple times throughout the weekend, and, and Saturday we didn't hit the main floor at all. We went up there on um, on. Did we? I don't know if we went up there Thursday. We went up there for for a minute on Friday. Uh, no, at, well, yeah, no. Uh, Vince and Roland and I went Thursday to say hi to Ron. Friday is when Jason made it over to the main floor to say hi to Ron, and um, and then Sunday. When we, we were saying goodbye to Ron and that, that was the only time we hit the main floor and, um. The, the image booth was always busy. It was. You would think they had some kind of property that people were interested you would in. Think, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But for as busy as the, they, see, for those who don't know, the image booth was broken up into sides. The one side was Walking Dead. Yeah, it was the Skybound side, but it had the Skybound. big Walking Dead banner on the top. And, and the other side was image proper, and both sides of the booth were were hopping yeah. all the time. So, all the, time. Mm-hmm. the uh, but uh, so even though we would walk into Artist Alley and you could still see a sea of people, um, there the aisles are still uh, the aisles are still wide enough, and and it's not it, it's not like it's going all the way to the back wall. So they probably could squeeze in. I don't want to say squeeze. They they could fit in. Some more tables in Artist Alley if, if it got to that. The main floor, I don't know how they can, uh, 
reorganize that if it if it were to come to it. It it's uh and you know, I mean, we saw a ton of cosplayers, some good, some not so good. But some really but, good. But, oh yes. But even again with the photographs and the stopping people while everybody else is trying to move along. Oh, let me take a picture. That that's yeah. a nuisance. Yeah. But is. the costumes themselves I mean there were some swords. There 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 were some the Kutrimons that, that that came with some of the costumes that maybe mm-hmm. were a little uh larger than necessary, but I don't think the costumers themselves were in the way or a nuisance. It, it was mostly no. the people who wanted to take their picture or that stopped them to to take pictures. Um I will say one thing that the uh cosplay at C two E two is far more offensive in terms of maneuvering than it is at uh Javits. For some reason, I don't know if McCormick is is smaller but or the the aisles were were smaller, but it was far easier to get around at uh at the Javits than it was from what I can remember in uh at McCormick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about comics? Because we did buy a few comics, although not that many. Yeah, we did. We um, did. I mean, Vince, your quest was you, – you had a comic quest this weekend. Yeah, and it didn't really get completed, but um, – You put a dent in it. I did. Uh, I need 50 issues of Amazing Spider-Man. I picked up about 25, including uh, Amazing 700, which was the one I really wanted to get because for some odd reason that sucker's going for like $20, $25 mm-hmm. now, which is silly. Um, and I picked up the uh, um, Umberto Ramos uh, Doc Ock cover variant for a lousy five bucks. Couldn't beat it. I had to have it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I so like I said, I got about twenty five issues of that all told. Um, what else did I pick up? I, just like cheap stuff here and there. I got some uh, twenty ninety nine unlimited, which you know wasn't a spectacular series, but there's some really good stuff in there. There's some Bob Fingerman stuff and Kyle Baker uh pieces in there that are really good and they they were like three for a dollar like i didn't get a huge amount of stuff but uh what i did get was was fun was quality um i should have made a list but i didn't one of the things i got that was really cool was um two issues of a comic called task force rad squad mm-hmm. uh written by caleb golner and drawn by a favorite of mine mr buster moody uh, this thing is really cool. Um, a full color, and he was nice enough to personalize them for me and sign the covers. And uh, what else did I get? Let's see. I don't know. I'll, I'll make a list, but not not a whole lot. The, the the one thing that I walked out of there with that really made my weekend was the the 3D cowboy. I, I don't know what it is about the thing. I just love it. Well, and it, it, don't forget, you it got seems, some. Uh, you 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 talk about comics. You you also got some image comics. Oh, I got a. Yeah, I got to well I I'm going to release that information as I bring them to the show because I'm going to be talking about thing, these things for a while. I finally got uh two volumes of Lazarus, which I I need to to get on Toot Sweet because it looks awesome. Uh Deadly Class, the collected edition, I believe it collects the first 5 issues. I think you're right. Which I have started reading and it is great. I got Cowl by Kyle Higgins, uh, Alex Siegel, and Rod. Is it Heiss? Just like uh, the DC dude? Because it's pronounced, it's spelled the same way, R E I S. No, I think say. it's. I think in this case it's Rod Rice. Okay, so by yeah. Rod Rice, Cowl is awesome. I hope we have a chance to talk about that this episode. Do we? Will we? We'll see. All right. Um, and I got uh, Fatal. Oh, jeez. Mm. By Brubaker and Phillips. Phillips is a son of a bitch. Yes. 
you know, we were talking today, uh, I asked the question on Facebook, like, if you were, uh, if you had a, the ability to bite someone and suck all their talent uh-huh. out, and you can, you can only bite one, one comic creator, who would it be? And, and my inclination is to say Art Adams, you know what I mean? But then I thought about it, uh, you know, Buckingham. Nah, I swear, I think, um, Sean Phillips would be that dude. Wow. Because he could do everything and he does it all well. You just draw page after page of interpersonal communication, just people talking, and you make it exciting and dynamic, as dynamic as a superhero, you know, uh, slugfest. That's incredibly difficult to do, okay? Because your your subject matter isn't that all that, you know, dynamic. Just people sitting around talking or, or, or smoking or you know, and just having a conversation. And Phillips makes it look amazing. Mm-hmm. So I think I would put the bite on Phillips. There you go. And you guys had different answers, but sorry. No, it's okay. Um, we uh, getting back to Hardest Alley for a minute. We um, we spoke to quite a few dudes just to, just to either thank them for for their work or to at least say hi. Uh, one in particular was Mr. Howard Shaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a blast. Just it was it, he was getting ready. He was packing up, ready to to leave to go to the theater. So we didn't we didn't get to talk long. Uh, Jason and I did get to flip through um, some of the art he brought with him for the show. But naughty, was, naughty, uh, very naughty, naughty. We and, and the, those stories you hear about Shaken hogwash. I don't think I could put too much credence into exactly. those because he he was the antithesis of those stories to us. Yeah. He was just. Happy and uh, like almost giddy yeah. at some point, you know. And I told him, I said, "Brother, your your stars, my destination graphic novel, you know, really changed me." He goes, "Ah, oh, that book sucks." <laughs> you, that, but that's terrible. I don't like that at all. I was like, "Well, whatever you say, I think it's fantastic." Whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we also, for the first time since he was on the show a few months ago, spoke to uh, got to see Rob Liefeld, which yes was a. It was, it was an interesting experience only because when, uh, when he saw Jason and he called us over, uh, it was basically everybody else be damned. We were, <laughs> we were the focus. That was, uh, he, didn't, he didn't see or hear anybody else until someone else reminded him that, uh, he was waiting to get his book signed. But, uh, that was, that was a cool 10, 15 minutes right there. Um, yeah, it was yeah. really cool. It was, it was, it was a little, um, I felt a little bad. Uh, even a little in, bad. And in, in fact, even apologizing to the long line waiting for Rob, uh, when he was done looking through the portfolio and then Rob was like, Oh, you, you don't have to apologize to them. So, so, uh, one, yeah. That, one thing about Mr. Liefeld, he loves art. He oh, was going, he, he was going ape shit over your jam pieces. Yes. And he loves jam pieces in general. Um, I don't, I didn't follow up, but he, he had told, uh, Christopher Stark that he would draw on his jam piece, so I don't know if that actually happened or not, but. It did. Um, he drew a Deadpool. Oh, sweet. Okay. On, it did. on the Spider-Man jam piece, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, great. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Chicken was a trip, man. Uh, as was, I mean, it's always great seeing Rob, but, uh, who else in Artist Alley did we, did we just chat it up with? Uh, uh Mateo Scalera. Of course. Uh, Ryan Stegman. For, yes. for, for a while. We, we, mm-hmm. we, uh, we kept him busy in the aisle. Um, we did see, um, but we always see, uh, the, um, Fred Valenti and, uh, Ryan Dunleavy. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, uh, Declan, 
whose voice was shot, but yes. Yeah. Uh, Brent Schoonover, who was solo, um, family was, uh, was at home. Um, and, uh, said hi to Cully Hamner for a hot minute. And, and Aaron Cooter, who, um, will be on the show very soon. Uh, he, um, we were busting each other's chops for most of the weekend. He, uh, he was one of the dudes, um, pegged to draw on my Titans jam piece. Uh, we were kind of scheduling it for Saturday, but Saturday we had made plans to not really be at the con for a length of time because Saturday is the busiest day. Even though Sunday was also sold out and is a shorter day, Saturday we figured would have been uh, mobbed, especially since it was raining in the morning. Uh, so we just figured... We're going to leave the con. We're going to just hit the city and, I mean, we hit the city as far as Houndstooth, but we, we just, we left the con for a while. Uh, and that was apparently when Aaron was back at his table because Saturday morning, Aaron was nowhere to be found and Saturday late afternoon before the con closed, Aaron was nowhere to be found. So when I was ready to see him, uh, he wasn't there. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it is cool just to just chit chat with him. We we saw some of the uh covers he has working on uh Man After My Own Heart when he was uh when he was asked to uh do the Lobo cover, he was like I would be, he was giddy only to find out it is the new Lobo and he's like, Oh yeah, all right, yeah, I'll do it. So um it it really is just cool to uh to talk to Aaron for a bit. So I'm not sure who's introing this week's episode. But many of, Mr. uh, Mr. Cooter himself. Alrighty then. So, um, nice. It's, uh, yeah, so he had his, his sexy voice on for us, but it was, um, I, you know, it, we, we're not big on, on going to the panels because we're going to hear about them afterwards. I'd rather let the people who really want to go to the panels to, to have that seat and take that. I, I, I'm going to a con to, aside from hanging out with my boys, to, See people to, to, uh, to introduce myself to, to, um, kind of basically rest the flesh to see if they're, if they want to come on the show. And, uh, and this way we're kind of just, it, it's, it's, it's a particle. We're, 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 we're happy that, that Reed is, um, putting up with us or putting us up. And, uh, and, and you know, I mean, this is like, like Jason says, this is our home show, you know. Vince is in PA, but still, this is the closest big show for him. So, um, this is our home show. We, we definitely hit New York, uh, every year. And, uh, it, 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 you'll hear, even when some of the artists were saying how, you know, well, next year I'm scaling back on my shows. I'm not going to hit so many next year. But even when they say, I'm only going to go to six shows next year instead of nine, they are still coming to New York. Uh, because it is the show that, um, they're going to see the most people. They're going to, uh, it, it, it kind of has, I mean, we've been to other shows. We've been to Chicago. We've been to Heroes. We've been to Baltimore. New York, especially New York Comic Con, just has a different energy to it. You'll see the same people, but it just, there's something about whether it's in New York City or just the fact that it's, it's the big show to close out the year for us. Um, there's just something could special it the, about it. Could it be the fact that it's the greatest city in the world? Really? Can't be that. Um, it is that. It can't be that. Uh, uh, go ahead. No. I, I, go ahead. 
I think we need to investigate this uh, Saturday afternoon tromping around New York sure. uh, for a little while because <laughs> something happened. Oh, 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 yeah, I wasn't trying to gloss over it, but I wasn't also trying to rehash nightmares. You know, in hindsight, it, it was some some really, really black uh doings i mean it was bad but now we can look back at it and giggle a little bit and you know right, haha right, yeah right. we survived it but uh in essence uh the the guys make a trip up to the book off which is on what uh 45th and um and an eighth or yeah. something yeah just because i like the place because they no, it's, cheap. It's, it's more like uh 45th and uh like fifth but but yeah right, yeah right. yeah i mean it's it's a used um bookstore specializing in um oh yeah Jap- the americas that's right i'm sorry yeah japanese books manga japanese children's books i mean i love the place so i whenever i'm in new york i go there and just scoop some stuff and and leave with a a, a full backpack so um we go into the basement which year. is where the yeah it was poop this year but yeah. anyway uh we go into the basement and uh Jason and David scoot off to the side and 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 Roland just to get our charge sit, on we just plugged in yeah sit a little bit and so um i'm looking around i didn't look long because uh they moved the place around and and it just yeah. didn't feel, like the layout just didn't feel right to me and i couldn't find anything nothing was where it usually is and i can't read japanese not at least not all that well so um the signs were they might as well not even have been there so I'm I'm tuning around like well whatever. So they're sitting there getting their charge on and and I said all right let let's just leave. I'm not gonna find anything. So uh, it was time for lunch, and uh, we're we're walking and we get about um, six to eight blocks away and David said hey Starbucks I'm gonna go get my, my my Java on, and and we're about to go in and Jason goes to hold the door, and looks down and he's like where's my art? Where's my art? Holy shit, he had left his portfolio, which I'm a lowball it. I mean, there's, there are thousands and thousands of dollars of art in, in that portfolio. He left it in the basement of the book off. So Jason and I, I mean, we didn't even think it was like start skin hunch. Yeah. Boom! We just started <laughs> running towards the book off. I mean, full bore, didn't stop. I, we almost knocking over old ladies, people giving us the hairy eyeball. Push comes to shove, we get there. I, Jason runs down to the basement. I stayed upstairs by the exit just in case someone was, had been, you know, playing it cool, tooling around the store and tried to make for the exit carrying the portfolio while Jason went down to where he had originally left it to get it there. It was still there. Collective sigh of relief, laughs, almost tears because that was a, I mean, it was pretty cut and go, cut and, it, it was bad for a while. Oh, I mean, you, dude. The, the knot in my stomach. And I can only imagine what Jason was feeling because I didn't pay for all that stuff. <laughs> dude, I mean, you know? needless to say, I was, jo- we were joking after, but it would have ruined, not only ruined the trip, but I would be hemorrhaging oh. over it. I, I mean, you know, as you said, it, monetarily, yes, it's many thousands of dollars worth of art, but, but also it, it just, uh, it, I mean, it's one of a kind. I mean, there's no, there, there's no repl- literally no replacing it. Everything in there is is, is original and and yeah. and uh, I, you know, like you said, I think there are very few places that I could have made that mistake in the middle of Manhattan and it worked out yes. that way. Yes. That luckily we were in a art centric Japanese store where portfolios are not all that uncommon in 
and most people there are there, you know, trustworthy and, and it just, it mm-hmm. really worked out. But I, I, for those, those 20 minutes in between realizing it was lost and getting back to the, to the place or it was probably more like five minutes, but it felt like 20. Um, it was, uh, I, I saw my life flash before my eyes. So yeah, I think, but it was kind of cool. Uh, Jason was retelling the story to a number of individuals. And when we got to Mark Morales's, uh, table, he, he recounted a similar story where he had to fight someone. He, he left his, it was about uh, his fight. It didn't come down to it. Yeah. Yeah. It almost, he left it almost came to blows. He left the, the, um, the art for what, what did he say it was? Uh, it was one of Uh, his first, it was, uh, shit. But it was a complete issue and, and he had left it somewhere at and, an ATM and an ATM and made a beeline back and someone was trying to, to take it and he had to coerce the guy into giving it back to him. And, but it was like, ah, oh, ha ha. N- neither story is funny. Yeah. But yeah. you know, in retro, in hindsight, they are. But bef- because- before we get into the, the socializing after hours, I, I, if I could, I want to continue David's trend and just shout out a few other people that we said hello to and stuff at the, at the, uh, at the artist alley, if I could. Um, mm-hmm. first of all, big, big shout out to Mike Alexander at, uh, more great art. He, uh, took care of me this weekend. He, uh, he got me to hook up with a number of his artists as well as, uh, give me a pretty sweet, uh, heads up on the, the, uh, affirmation guardians of the galaxy page. In fact, I was talking to Ed McGinnis, just chatting and Mike came back to the table. I guess he was somewhere else and he, and he saw me and he said, I've got something I need to show you. It's not on the site yet. And then he ran and he got it and there were, it was two splash pages and then this page that I bought ended up buying and it was all awesome. McGinnis Guardians of the Galaxy stuff and he's like, I thought of you when he did this and I want you to have first dibs and it was super cool of him and then um you guys know how much I paid. It was an expensive page. And um and then I took it to Mark Morales to get signed. And it I have to say, it felt good because Mark said, Hey man, do you mind if I ask you how much uh Ed charged you? And I told him. So that's that that seems fair. And then uh I think you said David, you were joking, well, how much would you have charged him? And then Mark, without even hesitating, said, I wouldn't have sold it. I wouldn't have sold it. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. But uh, so shout out to Mike Alexander, who took care of me. Um, uh, the aforementioned Kirk Dilbeck, uh, again, I met him this weekend. He's, he's a cool dude. I'll definitely be doing business with him. Um, the ever-professional Jason Schechter um, at Essential. Uh, it, it, you know, it was a pretty quiet weekend. I, I usually buy a lot of stuff from Jason, but, uh, it was a quiet weekend. And part of it is because I feel like, uh, I've gone to that well a lot. I mean, I, I, I own a lot of Mateo Scalera art. He's on a number of my jam pieces. I've, I've gotten stuff from Sean Murphy and Andrew Robinson. And the, the only person at his table that I, I've never gotten anything from was, uh, Juan Guarnido of, uh, of Black Set fame. And, um, maybe someday I will, but, but Juan was swamped for the whole show. So. Um, but we also got to meet, uh, we got, uh, David and I got to meet, um, Jason's fiance. Congratulations. Just got engaged. Yes. And also randomly, I, uh, I, I got to say hello and shake Robert Kirkman's hand at that table. Um, which admittedly was probably one of the more awkward moments of the weekend. I think so. <laughs> so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And probably as much as my fault as his, I did like, it was one of those things where I'm standing talking to Jason and literally there's a guy next to me kind of right next to me and you just look over and then I realize it's Robert Kirkman. So I just put out my hand and said thanks for all the work but you know he probably hears that a trillion times a day so it's it, I, I can i don't blame him for not seeming all that in, all that intrigued by my my commentary but uh nevertheless it was cool to cool to finally uh to to meet him in person um uh we had a nice chat with scott collins for a little while um it's the first time i met scott yes, I think. yeah yeah me too uh we um and, and again one reason why i stopped at his table was to or why i wanted to stop was uh to see if he'd be available for uh for the jam piece but he doesn't work in color and again 
like with Jason's pieces, yeah, Tony kicked it off in color, and of course Govar works in color, but, um, if, if, if there was a mix of three color and, and four in black and white, it probably wouldn't have bothered me, but seeing, um, seeing Ryan color in the two squares and, and, uh, and after Jason, had Paul Mounts colored the thing, and I figured, all right. So I asked Scott if he uh, if he was doing sketches, if he was doing anything in color, and, and uh, he was only doing the uh, the gray tones. But the um, we got to talk about the new Flash TV show, which um, I hadn't seen any episode because it the show started Tuesday, uh, Wednesday we recorded, and then it was con weekend from that point forward so i finally saw the pilot yesterday but the uh we were talking a little bit about um about the show he's excited for it uh his favorite character apparently makes an appearance in the fifth episode um as he didn't think that we'd see this character on the show but uh, i guess jeff johns told him that uh, no just just wait a couple weeks but we talked for a little bit with him and uh and about just other shows as well. Uh, he seemed to be having some fun and uh, and is enjoying his time working with uh, Matt Kent. Nice shout out and and for the third Conorona, I've I've made the, uh, the 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 half joking, half serious request of him. Uh, shout out to Terry Moore and his wife Robin. Yes, I keep asking Terry if he brought his brushes so he could ink the uh, the uh, White Queen piece, but uh, he always laughs and uh, never says yes. I did so. One of these cons, I think he'll. Hopefully ink it, but, uh, I guess I shouldn't hold my breath. Quick hellos to, um, Andrew Robinson, uh, to the Reverend Dave Johnson, to Jeremy Hahn and his wife, to Michael Walsh, another person who actually will be, I, I guess, our next guest, right? Are we letting the cat out of the bag there? But our next scheduled guest will be Mr. Kari Randolph in two weeks, right? Yes. Two weeks. So, uh, and his, his booth mate and buddy, Emilio Lopez. Quick hellos to, uh, Nick Patara and Paul Azaceta, who, uh, is, is, it was nice to see his booth quite crowded all weekend thanks to, uh, the success of Outcast, no doubt. Um, Rafael Albuquerque, Mr. Robert Atkins, always nice to see. Another person we ended up chatting with quite a bit, and, and you guys probably really enjoyed talking to her because of her affinity for Doctor Who, Miss, uh, Sarah Richard. Who was, uh, sharing space next to Daniel Govar all weekend. So we chatted her up quite a bit. Yep. Tim Seeley, uh, up in that piece. Ed McGinnis, as we mentioned. Let's see here. Who else here? Uh, you mentioned Marcio Takara, right? Yeah. Because he did your, uh, yep. he did your, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Sajad Shah, Mr. V. Ken Marion, who I had actually agreed to get him to draw a jam piece for me, but, um, unfortunately I didn't realize he was only, he only works in pencils. Yes. So I had to, to bail on that, but he was still a nice guy. Uh, um, Bill Sinkevich. Vincent and I talked to him for a minute. Oh yeah, I did. Squares done. Mm-hmm. Truth. Um, we, uh, I guess I had more fun in that conversation than, than Vince. Uh, who else? Um, uh, let's see, Mr. Uh, well, uh, I said a quick hello to Babs Tar, which talk about how quickly, um, your, 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 your star can rise. I mean, David knows this when, I mean, I, when we went to Heroes, I, as I always do, looked at Artist Alley list and always check out artists I've, I'm not familiar with. To, I look on their work online to see if there are people I might want to get art from. And, and Babs had a tiny little booth 
uh, at Heroes Con. She didn't have much of a crowd. She was very nice. She was actually doing toy designs for, I think, Hasbro or Mattel at the time? One or the other. Yeah. Wasn't drawing any comics. And this was only six months ago. And now, six months later, Booth was mobbed. She's doing Batgirl. She was on Fox and Friends during the show. I mean, so uh, it's amazing how quickly people's fates can change. Uh, Frank Barbieri uh, of Five Goes Fame. Yeah. Mr. Jim Chung. Uh, Mr. Kyle Stram. Um, Mr. Opeña. Uh, let's see here. Who else did we talk to? Um, I got one. Who? Uh, I don't believe you were there with us, but David and I talked to, uh, Rachel Ritchie. Okay. Yeah, who published, um, I believe it was a Kickstarter. She did the collected edition of, uh, Adrian Dingle's Nelvana. Oh, right, right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Of, That's of, her next of the, book, yeah. Yeah, of the Northern Lights. And this uh, apparently is the, not only um, the first Canadian superheroine, but uh, from what I'm getting from the book, is the very first superheroine ever. I mean, these stories are pretty – the vintage is there. And uh, she did a collected hardcover edition uh, under the uh, CGA Comics imprint. But sh- she was telling us about the book she had coming up, and she, she um, – if you bought the book, you got a free um, cardstock print. And I noticed one of the prints was a character that's very familiar to David and myself. And she um, told us that she will be reprinting the original Mr. Monster story. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I and I told her this. I said, I always thought that was a joke by Michael T. Gilbert, like that he he rendered those in a in a old school style and made it like just to to increase the mythology of his character. And she said, oh, no, those things were were, were published. Mm-hmm. And she's going to collect those, among other things. And Rachel was was great to talk to. And um, very easy on the eyes as well. Yeah, and I need to uh, I need to send her the uh, photos of the Mr. Monsters that I have on oh, my wall right. from uh, Kevin Mellon, Gabriel Hardman, and uh, Kyle Latino. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a, a quick – also, uh, Maris Wicks was, was there just briefly. Um, but David yeah, and I had a good time chatting with her. Yeah, she she was there, um, I think just on Saturday, and she's in addition to her own work, she's coloring Batgirl right now, which I think is why she was there to do the Batgirl panel. Um, quick hello to Dave Bullock, uh, who's uh, a pretty cool dude, I have to say. He's a uh, he's always got a smile on his face, which is uh, something he can't say for other people. Dexter Vines, as always, was there representing with his uh, with his with his little little uh, boombox yeah. playing the hip hop, which I love. Speaking of hip hop, uh, DMC was, uh, was, uh, right next to Andy Belanger, so, uh, we got to, uh, see him quite a bit as we were chatting up, uh, DMC. Um, Humberto uh, Ramos smiled at me. <laughs> and, uh, and we got to see Jerry Conway from afar. This is true. Yeah. Duncan Rulo and Joe Kelly were there. Yeah. Um, I said hello to them briefly. I said hello to Ed Brisson, um, Michael Walsh's, uh, f- frequent collaborator. Um, we saw Brian K. Vaughn. We didn't talk to him though. Mm-hmm. Oh, Eric, yeah, yeah. Eric Donovan um, chatted with him for a bit. He, he, uh, Dave and I met him at Heroes as well. He actually wasn't listed on the Artist Alley um, thing, so he must have been a late addition. Um, but he was there. Freddie Williams, who Vince got to chat with a bit about his uh, recent cover that he that Vince enjoyed so much. I've I've rarely yes. seen seen Vince so so dejected after <laughs> talking to somebody. And not not not. Just because yeah. of talking to Freddie, but uh, the subject matter of, of what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Gary Erskine, 
which we saw. Yes, yes. Realized we were seeing him until um, we we took a few Act minutes during, to, uh, during the Wando chat. Yes, they were next to James, each other. James Heron, who is another one of those comic uh, dudes. That you yeah. think it's kind of unfair. The dude's like he's he's way too handsome to be a comic book artist. You're like looking at him. You're like, all right, this isn't fair. But yeah. uh, cool dude. Um, who else? Uh, got to meet uh, Jay Anacleto at Kirk Dilbeck's table. Um, on the other side of uh, Dan Ogovar was uh, Jeff, I believe it's Dekal, D-E-K-A-L, who um, who Daniel had couldn't have enough good things to say about the man's art. So we need to pay more attention to him, I think, in the coming. Yeah. I think he's coming. got some uh, Valiant covers coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, we, Amanda uh, Connor and Palmiati were there, mobbed as usual. Mobbed. Yeah, they were sitting next mm-hmm. to Paul Mounts, and uh, that was convenient because – Paul has, of course, colored a lot of uh, Amanda's work, so some of the prints were uh, they were able to co-sign. Tom Richmond, who oh, was an yeah. artist for Mad Magazine, who um, and he had he had some beautiful original art from uh, from stories such as um, Superman Returns, uh, the Desolation of Smog, and uh, the the, um, the amount of work that he has a very it's a style that is almost like a uh, a mesh of the more trucker and, and Angelo Torres uh old school mad stuff. It mm-hmm. it you could definitely tell he uh he's he's perfect for those stories. The the word balloons mm-hmm. are there on the page. They're just they're empty. They're they're filled in um digitally, but uh the pages are huge. Yeah, the boards are gigantic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who else? Uh, Lee Weeks. Didn't get any magic yep. from him, but we did chat with him for a bit. We did not get any magic from him, and, uh, and, and he, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's nice seeing him at a show, and, yeah. and, uh, it's. Homeboy doesn't like selling his art, though. Yeah, no, he, he, it's definitely, uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to say I own some Lee Weeks art, but he is, uh, he ain't ready to part with those pages. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, uh, like I was just, that's exactly what I was just going to say. We, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm a big fan of, of Mike's Spider-Man and, uh, uh, I flipped through some of the original art he had there. Um, and he was someone else who I also asked about the, um, the jam piece. It's, uh, it, he's always next to Jim Calafiore and, and seems to always be next to, Tom Rainey as well. They they all seem to kind of yeah, be, seem to be a crew. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but it's always great talking to, to Tom Rainey and and a similar style. Who, like you said, already did your jam piece was uh, Matthew Clark. Talked to him for a little bit. Yep. Um, Mirko Perfiderici, which I don't know if you guys talked to. He was actually sitting next to Alessandro Maselli. So a few times when I was over there, I chatted with him for a bit. Um, it actually looks quite a bit alike. Uh, they all have that. It's it's that it's that. Uh, I don't know if hipster is the right term. It's that it's that under thirty, super long beard with the slicked back hair on the top, and then the shaved sides. Shaved sides, yeah. Um, which I probably would have if I was that age, but since I don't have hair anymore on the top of my head, I can't really pull that off. <laughs> um, such is life. Um, uh, Russell Dowderman, who's another yeah, he, dude on the come up. The um. He wasn't at his table when we first went up there, and uh, but he had some pages from from Thor number one, uh, and it's it's beautiful up close and, and personal. It, it it looks amazing. 
Uh, most definitely. Um, you mentioned Tom Richmond already. Uh, I think that, that may be it. I said, I said a quick hello to Walt Simonson, just very, very briefly, just, uh, nice to see you, uh, as I did to Bob McLeod, but, uh, yeah, that pretty much covers Artist Alley, I think. We pretty much nailed that puppy. Um, it was pretty awesome, man. And then we had our social time. Yeah. So what was it, Friday night? Friday night so was Thursday night. Thursday night, well, let's, so, so Thursday night, which was the first night we were all together, we just, uh, went to the con and then you guys, you guys enrolled and stayed at my house for the weekend. And, uh, so it was Thursday night that we went to the, to, um, to Vinberger. Yeah. yeah. that up. So we just, we, we, we took, we kept it old school. We, we went to the con, drove home, went to a really nice meal, not too far from my house. And then, uh, and then went back to my crib and actually just, that was probably one of my favorite times because Vince and I ordered fries and ended up eating each other's more than uh oh, it was, the one we ordered. Like, it was wedding show, you were interchanging. Yeah, we were, we were intertwined and shit. Yeah, it was great. And I, I can't say, the Vin Burger knows how to hire some waitresses. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> it was insane. So does Stitch. You're not you're not kidding. But then Friday night, which was the night we committed to going out in the town and not being old men. Um, we were uh, fortunate enough to be, uh, invited to the image party. Um, well, I guess it's the multiversity comics and image comics party by Ron. And, uh, he was a little late cause he had to get his, uh, shake shack on. Yes. So we rolled over to the houndstooth pub, um, which was kind of our, our honorary home away from home that weekend. Um, for the second time we went to the houndstooth and we had some drinks waiting for Ron to show up and Ron showed up to, uh, coordinate our entrance into the party and he uh showed up with uh someone who i knew from the internets but had never met and that was mr jim viscardi yes the uh host of the um not quite as popular as us but popular let's talk comics podcast <laughs> uh, and uh he was super cool dude. and uh jim used to work for marvel and now is uh down in tennessee with his wife and he he works for uh he's the i believe just recently became the i don't know if it's editor-in-chief or Head of whatever he's he's in charge of comicbook.com, which is uh sort of the new hot comic book news site that's just focused on comic book news. Um so we rolled into the party with them and uh when we got there it was it was crowded but not insanely so. Right. Um so it was it was us and Roland and Ron and Jim and uh I didn't see too many creators there when we first got there except uh one of the best, which is Brian K. Vaughn. Who is a slight man. He's actually fairly small. Um, but, uh, had an aura about him. I think people were almost afraid to go up and talk to him. Um, and we hung out at the bar for a good long while. Uh, had many a cocktail and, uh, laughed our asses off. And yes. we, we got to meet, um, Hunter Gorenson. Rich Johnson. Well, yeah. yeah. Hunter, Hunter Gorenson, who is the, um, head of marketing and, uh, PR for Valiant. And uh, Hunter was familiar with our show and uh, was very, very polite and gracious to us. And uh, it looks like we'll be we'll be having some uh, more things to say about that 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 relationship in the future here. And uh, we got to meet uh, Aub Driver, who is uh, the marketing PR head at Dark Horse Comics, who was equally mm-hmm. complimentary to us. And uh, let's just say if 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 uh, if what Aub told us we were going to be doing with him pans out, and it wasn't just drunken chatter we will be very very excited as will our listeners yes um and uh and then yeah and then and then you know i said uh i i alluded to being julian assange in the intro and that's because um 
Mr. Bleeding Cool himself, the the, the uh, comics favorite muckraker, Mr. Rich Johnston, uh, hung out with us for a while, and uh, and then very awkwardly the next day at the con, he came up to us and we were chatting, and he said that uh, he meant to tell me the night before that he thinks I'm a dead ringer for Julian Assange, which <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't quite understand it. I mean, um, <laughs> I I mean, I don't think Julian Assange is an unattractive dude, so it's not like I'm insulted by it, but but uh, other than the fact that we're both pale, I don't quite see it. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> six foot three, uh, pale with blue eyes and super dark hair and shaved, shaved tight, you know, balding on top, shaved hair with a beard and a mustache. And Julian Assange is probably, he's probably about my age, maybe a little older, but he's, he's also pale, but he's got like bleached white hair, clean shaven. Um, so I'm not quite sure why we look alike, but Rich Johnson thinks we look alike. So there you go. Yeah, and there was somebody else that uh, thought one of us looked like someone, and uh, we're at the image party, and I and I I'm at the corner of the bar, you know, minding my own business, and I get this little tug uh, on my on my, tug. on my sleeve, and I turn around, and it's this this very very timid guy, and he said, um, "Excuse me, I I I just just wanted to tell you that." I love your work and I think it's really great. And I'm, um, and he goes on and on and on and on. And, and I'm thinking, who do you think I am? <laughs> so it, it turns out the guy thought I was Craig Capullo. Poppy, Poppy, Poppy Capullo. Capullo, which, okay. In this guy's defense, he, uh, I'm not a dead ringer, but from afar, yeah, I guess I could pass. Definitely. And it was the image party. So yeah, you were yeah, just missing yeah. the BLS cap. Yeah. And my muscles. I don't have those muscles. Well, and I have to say, the uh, as much as we had fun and we had a blast at that party, we were in essence still old men because we left around eleven thirty ish, maybe. Yeah. And the next day at the con, when you're doing the obligatory, oh, what'd you do last night type of thing, I would say like fifty people told us they were at the image party, but none of them got there until after we left. <laughs> so damn. You know, I mean, like all the creators were there, like all the image founders and. Scott Snyder and Hickman, like they were all rolling at that place, but we missed them all basically because we were old. But I have to say, probably one of my singular most fun moments of the whole weekend was the time from whence we left the image party, yeah. drove home, and we, uh, I had had a bunch of drinks, so we let Roland drive, which may not seem all that, that, that interesting, except for the fact that Roland is almost six foot nine, yeah. uh, is from Australia where they drive on the other side of the road. And you two were just tormenting him during the drive home about yeah, well, hitting he seemed to hit- and zooming in and out of lanes and yeah. if you made a joke about dodging koalas and yeah, he finally just snapped to suck my dick, which was hilarious because he's a very polite dude. He never says he things never like says that. Things like that. And uh, and then we we convinced him to pull into a, a an all an night diner and we just ate ate just delicious. Bad for you, pancakes and stuff. Oh, it was so you didn't tell them about the best part. Jason was more than a little tipsy, which was the reason that Roland was driving. And Jason was riding shotgun in the front seat. And he's <laughs> he's up in the front seat. Put his iPhone, plugged into the TV, plugged into the radio. He, he's got the music playing, right? And he's up there fighting the invisible ninjas, doing the, the chops in the air, you know, dancing. And for some reason, the iPhone defaulted to back in black every 
time. It's fucking Every time. time. Like, like Jason would click it. He'd say, what the hell is this? He'd click it over and put some rap on. We'd get about 30 seconds of rap, and it would kick back to, to back and black. And it became this running gag after a while. Like, it, it, I could see maybe once or twice, but it did it about 10 times. Yeah. The, 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 every successive time it did it, Jason got pissed, more pissed, more, more pissed. He's like, I'm taking that fucking song off there. I don't want to hear it anymore. But yeah, it was, it was a fun yeah, little ride. We laughed our asses off that night. That was that great. Was good. Yeah. Uh, and then Saturday night, um, somehow we ended up back at the Hound's Tooth. Surprisingly. <laughs> Much to David's chagrin. Oh. But it ended, up, it ended up working out wonderfully, uh, in retrospect. But, but we, uh, ate there again and, and we hung out with, um, with with Tony Fleece, uh, uh, Mark Laming, uh, his buddy Tony, uh, and what is Tony's last name? Hazel is that his last name? Do you guys know? I, I don't. I know. I know him by his uh, well, Tony and his handle. Yeah, Easy Oies. Yeah. 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 So, but but uh, but but uh, good. They're buddies, and then uh, and then Brian Brian right Brian Varder, right? That's his name. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, Brian Varder, who was, uh, sharing, who was at the artist alley next to them. Super nice guy. And then his friend, who I'm sorry, I forget his name. Do you guys remember his name? Shit. The one that bought the Hulk 181? Yeah. Oh, very proud to own yeah, I'm sorry, I forget, I forget his name, but, but, but Brian brought a friend. But, but the eight of us chilled out, or the nine of us chilled out, had a blast, had a couple drinks, had some meal, told a bunch of stories. Let me just say that, um, there are certain people that, uh, that, that have a way with words, a way with telling stories. Tony Fleece can tell a fucking story. Yes, he can yeah, make yeah. the most mundane things sound fascinating. Um, I mean, it, I, I found myself literally leaning into the tables, staring at, at him, listening to his every word. And it was, I feel like if, if, if I had tried to tell the same story, it would be quite uneventful. Um, he, he's just a good storyteller. He's got great delivery. He could be a stand-up comic if he wanted. Um, but it was a true, true treat hanging out with those dudes because, yeah. They're, uh, they're, they're great guys, all of them. We had, a, we had a really good time that night as well. Uh, yep. so. Mark was dropping the insight on, uh, his various, uh, uh, industry, um, events mm-hmm. that, uh, he's endured, you know, working for DC and, and now Marvel. And, um, Mark's a great, great, great guy. I, I never, he's another one of those guys you just never tire of, of, uh, talking to him, especially with the accent. I love yeah. his accent. Yeah. He and Tony, yeah, that's great, right? Yeah. And the other thing too and, and, is, um, is in addition to the art that, that we procured from him, um, we also should say that, that Tony and Mark are huge supporters of the show. I mean, they, they're, oh, they're yeah. and, and they were kind enough to bring us a bunch of 2000 AD, um, uh, progs. Progs, yes. thank you. Um, yeah. for us to share and also gave, uh, Mark gave us autographed, um, Copies of each of his prints that he brought to the show. So, oh, they're beautiful, yeah, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Yeah. And Tony's great too. I like Tony a lot. I mean, he's he's another he's super, one. He's a, he's a cop. He's a cop in 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 uh, Britain and uh, a listener of the show and a big time art collector. And uh, yep. uh, I don't know how long he and Mark have been friends. I feel like a long time. Certainly, it's, it's, we, we've they they almost are always together when they're in the states hanging out and uh, when we've seen them. So. Um, yeah, man, it was just a magical weekend. It was sad to see you guys go on Sunday. You know, we did our, our stream of goodbyes. We, we, uh, walked Vince to the Port Authority at, uh, one o'clock and then we, we walked Roland there at three and then Dap and I drove back to my crib where he was parked and we said our goodbyes around five. So it was like three consecutive goodbyes in four hours holding back the tears. It was rough. Um, you got rid of the boil on the ass first. Of course. And then that was my <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was just a great time. Tiring. A lot of walking. David and I were checking the Argus app as we were going for how many uh, steps we we had yes. taken. And I figured out the discrepancy. What? I figured out why yours were slightly under mine. Okay. Your legs are longer. I have to take twice as many steps as you because I got these small, huh. ti- these tiny pins, and your legs are your, your your legs are at least I would say a third longer than mine. So you take less steps. Where's tiny pins? You said. Wow. I do have tiny pins. Step like yep. that. I my my I'm only a thirty length. My legs. Really? God, that yeah. Wow. Wow, you That's short bastard. Wow. I know, I know. I'm all upper body. <sighs> and I have so, to say, this is the collectively skinniest we've ever been at a con. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. Three of us looking good, looking sexy. Always. Uh, Sunday before the goodbyes when we did hit the, Sunday's the day, I, I gotta say, as much fun as, as the con is for the past two years now, I am enjoying, and, and Vince will probably be able to experience this next year. Um, I'm also enjoying the post con before we get to Jason's house. Mad dash for toys. Yes. Uh, yeah. the, uh, it, it's, uh, cause it, it, again, you know, the convention isn't over until we're all pulled into our driveways and, and, yes. uh, and, you know, it, for whatever reason, I don't know why the fucking Palisades was, was, was backed up at the toll booth at the roundabout and, and it took me over 90 minutes to move to goddamn miles, but, um, I'm glad I filled up in Jersey. Before I left, but it, it's, uh, it, even in the car, whatever's happening, it's still, I mean, that's still part of, of the whole, um, of the whole weekend. So, you know, if we can just keep shooting the shit and, and not even just talk about the comp, just talk about the family and, and, um, and everything going on, you know, outside of comics, be it work or, or, or whatnot, it's, um, it's still, all part of it, all good, all fun for me. And it's, uh, it, it, before the goodbyes on Sunday, we, um, we figured Sunday morning, Sunday is, you know, that, that's the last day of the con. The dealers have, uh, are trying to blow out their stock so they don't have to take everything home with them. The, uh, there, there were some dudes who had some collections like the, the McFarlane, Michelini, Spider-Man, basically Spider-Man on the bus for like 50 bucks. Um, Dudes were trying to give away the crossing. There was, uh, <laughs> nope, there, to nobody, won. yeah, no, it was, uh, there were just, there were, there were some deals. We were looking for some, uh, some pops. I brought home a, uh, a Black Widow from the Winter Soldier for Renee. Uh, also came back with two books for her. S- aside from the jam piece, I had a mission from from my wife and our friend, uh, because they, they were, uh, releasing, they were unveiling the Batman 75th anniversary forever stamps at, um, at the show. Thursday was the, the, the day of release. So the U.S. Postal Service had a, um, had an area, uh, before you get into the con proper outside where they have a lot of the, the, the concession stands. Um, so they had, Everything set up for you to, uh, you to buy sheets or, um, or, or first they release envelopes and then you can get them canceled and everything. But we, um, I 
accomplished that mission. I, I, I picked up what I had to pick up for everybody. And, uh, but I figured, you know, it's, it's let me see what else I might be able to uh, sweeten the pot with. We got, uh, I got two books for her at the image booth and, uh, and, and like Vince, I picked up Cal and, um, and I also picked up Deadly Class because I, I read the first few issues. I don't think I read the first five. So I'll finally catch up on, um, what I've been missing and, uh, and finally revival. So I will, um, get on that, but I'm a little bummed that, uh, cause we did it last year that apparently it was only for the first volume. They are not going to continue the East of West hardcover editions. Um, but that's fine. So they did the one volume and, uh, and, and I have it and I think I only have it signed by Dragata because Hickman left early last year and uh so i'll have to bring it to the next con he's at the um it was of course great seeing ron and uh and like vince said the the booth was always pumping on the other side we uh did did you ever get the uh the king of new york jason the board game game. no no i got uh, a different i got a game um another game that was highly recommended to me a pandemic which is uh Fitting since Ebola is about to destroy yes, the world. Take, take um, no, it's a lot. It was so I got pandemic for them, which is great. Uh, we, um, I mean, we, we, Jason and I grabbed some Legos, some Lego minifigs. We, um, I walked past Honky Tonk Man and Bushwhacker Luke. We walked past the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and, and Hexel Jim Duggan. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, who we we um. There were, I mean, Sunday was, was kids day. There were a lot of, there was this one kid who was rocking the Dr. Nemesis and it was, yeah, he was. fantastic. Yeah. Spanking clean white suit, had the mask, had the guns, man. It was just, it was on point. And, and, and the kid had to be what, like 10, 12. Um, but no, I mean, the, it's, it's, uh, it really is a, um, it, it, it's one of my, it, it's crowded as hell. There's never enough time to do everything or to see everybody, but it is still one of, um, my most favorite times of the year. Yeah. A couple other things I remember getting, I got, uh, Baltimore volume three and four for peanuts. I think I got them like what, 60% off? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it, you said. They, they, yeah, they were, they were dirt cheap. Um, Jason, you're leaving a book out that you picked up. That I think would be of interest to the listeners. Uh, I am? Yeah, the, uh, 2001. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I bought one comic for the whole show. Uh, was, um, it was 2001 A Space Odyssey number yes. eight. Yes. Um, which was, uh, the first appearance of, uh, Aaron Trask, the machine man. Uh, it was just one of those happenstances. We were, we were doing the obligatory booth, going through all the different comics dealers, mainly looking for, uh, Spider-Man issues for Vince. Um, and, and then uh, I had the right idea to look for a Green Lantern comic. Yeah, David was looking for Green Lantern number forty, and and I'm always on the lookout for for certain books, first appearances of Marvel com of Marvel characters mainly, and uh, went to all the big dealers, and and every one of them was either out of or or didn't have a copy of 2001. So I pretty much said, okay, it's not going to happen, and then just stumbled onto this one little random corner booth with the guy having kind of random quirky inventory, and sure enough. In the corner at the top of one of his display walls was the book for a very, very fair price. And, uh, so that was cool. Yeah. You know, yes. you, you, oh man, I will never 
stop hearing about it if we if we fail to mention him. We got to spend a few minutes, which again also makes the con fun, with the Merklers. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I'm glad you uh, reminded us. Yeah, yeah they 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 uh, they found us finally. They tracked us down, but. Um, Christina's always, I mean, she's so full of energy, but we were, uh, we were getting skinny on, on this new store and, uh, it was very much a, uh, love it or list it kind of experience. She's telling us, um, whatever the budget is, you never know what to expect yeah. and, 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 you know. And they well, have way more fun in New York City than I ever do and I'm there all the time. For reals. Um, and, and, well. Because it helps to be like the number one retailer in the country because everybody gives them, wants to entertain them. And they, uh, and and they're, um, although they probably didn't go to Guys American Bar and Grill, uh, <laughs> the uh, the the which, which I can't believe we we glossed over that for Saturday afternoon. Well, we're trying to. Okay. Uh, Why? Okay. I thought that was great. Um, it was better than it had any right to be. That's for sure. Uh, my sandwich was yes. great. Again, though, that that proves my point. Um, but you know, we 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 got. Skinny on uh, on on you know the bare walls of of how everything's going how it's all shaping up and um, it's going to look amazing obviously but it's um but no I mean we were we were getting some info some inside tidbits on a couple of things and uh, and you know they're they're the daughter her boyfriend they're having fun in the city uh, you know, another guy that had the the, the hipster. Uh, and a little bit of the handlebar mustache thing going on. It was it was a little bit of a the handlebars, the big like, beard. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they are always just cool to to chat with and and, and sure. see. Um, it's neat. It's I feel like we've grown up with them a little bit, like in the sense that they've been a sponsor from this. Well, really, our only main sponsor started. And they've they've I, I mean I they were successful when we started the show, but but I feel like they've really elevated their game to being one of the two or three, if not the biggest. Uh, comic book retailers in the country, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. You know, think about it. But no, I just, I, I really do. Um, every time, by the time that the con is over, that there, there's always, uh, I think we've been to one panel in however many years we've been going. <laughs> that was last year's DMC panel, yeah. but you know, there, there's just, there's so much going on. Reed puts on a, uh, it, there's, there's three of us and, and we're not always walking Side by side together, but even even when we do split hear that up, wrong? there's uh, there's still we're, there's still something we're missing, and uh, it's it's like you know I'll I'll just keep saying it, but it is it's it as crowded as it is, as crazy as it gets, I think it's a well run show, and it's um it's a uh, I I'm just glad to see that it's 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 grown the way it has, like you said before with the you know the the little tweaks they do here and there. So I mean I, I'm not. I'm definitely not one of the people that that uh, that would be down on it if if anybody is. Yeah, I don't see how you could be. Right, definitely. Huge it's thanks great to Reed for for yep. gracing, uh, allowing us to go there uh, on their dime every year, and uh, we appreciate it immensely. And also, um, before we finish off with all this, just just a, a big thanks to um, all the many listeners, old and new, that we got to see. I. Uh, I kind of in, have intentionally avoided naming them because I feel like if we go on that route, I'm, I'm sure to leave people out. So to all of you that came up and said hello, thank you for that. And uh, uh, to all of those of you who were going to hear on the forums and on Twitter later that you saw us but didn't say hi, shame on you. We don't like yeah, you. So yeah, yeah we um, say hi. Uh, Janine stopped us and, uh, and said hello and showed off uh, what she's having done on her Hanna-Barbera jam piece. Um, saw Joey in. Who uh, 
was on the boards and, and with digital comics and he, uh, he and Jason apparently saw each other's jam pieces being worked on throughout the, uh, throughout the weekend. Um, did not get to see Matt Nixon, Grimlock or, uh, uh, did see Frankie, saw Frankie for a hot minute on, uh, I think on Friday and that was the only time, but he, uh, he did make it to Artist Alley because Ryan hooked up, uh, a Mr. Monster and his Mr. Monster themed sketchbook. But yeah, we, we, uh, if you did stop us to say hi, thank you. And, uh, even if we weren't who you thought we were. And, uh, we, um, hope to see more of you all next year. Sorry to that lady that I'm not Matt Fraction. Apologies. <laughs> it, it happens to the best of us. That she was fraction. very, she was very excited when she thought I was him. She was, yeah. She waited for a while she to was, ask you that. She was cute too. Yeah, I would have milked. She that. was yeah. cute, and she was sitting so politely waiting to talk to me for like ten minutes as I, we were chatting with Ron because she must have thought I was. So what we're saying, we were talking to Ron at the image booth, and this very pretty girl, I guess because Kelly Sue was in the middle of signing five feet away from us, and we were chatting with Ron and getting books and meeting Kat Salazar, who's the head of marketing there, and. I can understand she may have perceived us to be more important than we actually are in that context. And so as we're like finally ending the conversation, getting her to leave, she comes up kind of like circles around because she had been hovering near us and has this huge smile on her face. She's like, are you my fraction? <laughs> and I was, and you're right, Vince, I should have just gone with it because it would have made her day. But I said, no, I'm not Matt Fraction. And she was just, she was crestfallen. She was crushed. Right. Especially in the shadow of Kelly Sue. That would have been both awesome and awkward. Yeah. Right. Because those two are, are, are tied at the hip, right? Kelly Sue and, and Matt Fraction, aren't they together? They're married. Yeah. They're married. Yeah. There you, so. there you go. <laughs> so that would have been, that would have been icky and wonderful. Yes. So. <laughs> I should have just gone uh, over and sort of making out with Kelly Sue. That's what I said, and you just gave me like, nah, you can, mm, that that hairy eyeball thing that you do. That. <laughs> uh, so an A plus, man, an A plus. It was. Where are we going was. next? And where we're going next? We're going to talk about our sponsor, who uh, well, I mean, mastermind. What show are we going to next, dude? Oh, whatever. I think there's one in Allentown in two weeks that I made. Oh, there you go. No, what what one are we going to next? What is on the horizon? I have no idea. Dude, the world's our oyster. Uh, probably April, right? Isn't, isn't, uh, Heroes in April? Heroes, Heroes is in June. June every year. Father's Day weekend, like I told you. What's the one in April? C2E2. So June. <laughs> <laughs> there's Emerald City, there's Heroes. He's the decider. C2E2. Nah, yeah, me. Whatever. There's Baltimore, like, there's, uh, Megacon. Well shit, I ain't waiting until September to go to a show. No, no for reals. We do one before then. We'll, we'll send you postcards since from Chicago. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can get your books and get them fast and get them dirt cheap at our sponsor, Discount Comic Book Service. Get a little load of this. The Image Bundle is only six seventy four for four great books. Cordo Maltese under the sign of the Capricorn from IDW is fourteen ninety nine. And get in on Copra finally. Uh, the collected edition first six issues of this uh, Michael Fife's awesome series for ten dollars and ninety seven cents. We didn't talk, uh, specifically, uh, comics this episode, so we're gonna do it next week, and I'm gonna give you a little assignment. I want you to read something we all read so we can all powwow on this. It's from Image, it's called COWL, it's an acronym, C period, O period, W period, L period, written by Kyle Higgins and Alex Siegel, illustrated by Rod Reese, additional art by Stefan Perger, 
I'm assuming. Read it because it was awesome. I loved it a lot. Um, we probably all liked it a lot, and we're going to talk about it next week. Yes, the Chicago Organized Workers League. Yes, it's one of those books that is uh, will reward you uh, with multiple readings. There's a lot of stuff going on in this thing. and uh, So read it for next week. Mm-hmm. That's your assignment, should you choose to take it. Reels. Cowl. Um, I think, well, let's see. The only thing that uh, I had time to read um, was, uh, well, I read Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse number five today. Uh, that was really good. Um, yes. Kind of washed away the uh, taste from number four, thankfully. <laughs> uh, let's see. So we... I want to call the girl Peni, though. No. Her name is Penny Parker, yeah. but the Penny is spelled P E N I, and I just want to call her Peni. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, I want to. I want a Peter Parker silk porn parody. <laughs> Who's that? Didn't I not? Did I not tell you? Wouldn't that be awesome? They can't stop from fucking. They can't stop. The, the, the Except when Cockblocker Anna starts spraying them with water. Exactly. Awesome. Uh, That's one word for it. It is. Uh, Gotta stop hating on Anna. Seriously. I know, right? You think she's Asian? The uh, no, I would the silk is, say. Uh, yeah, no, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna say the Spider Verse number five, especially especially for that last page. That was pretty cool. Um, yes. Ba- basically read anything but access number one. Uh, go ahead, Jason. Uh, it's funny because I'm with you there, although I have to say I caught up with a bunch of lead-in access books this this week and enjoyed them all, which is to say uh, I got current on Uncanny Avengers. I had about six issues to catch up. And, Me too. And I got current on Captain America. Me too. Uh, both of which I didn't realize tied directly into access. So Remender's just, I guess, carrying forward what he's already been doing. Yep. So I enjoyed the two books that led into Axis quite a bit. Yes. That. There are a couple that I still have to read, like um, Magneto and, and Loki, Agent of Asgard. But I'll read those later. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all all roads, the March 2 Axis was uh, kind of had me looking forward to it. Now I guess I'll just put all my eggs in the Spider-Verse basket. Yeah. Yeah. And – and um one other thing you you started this this show by mentioning it, but but um, I think the uh, last time we did in your travels to this it it was well received, so I'm going to do it again. In your travels, go to humblebundle.com. Word. This uh, week's book bundle is, um, as David alluded at the beginning of the show, Star Wars focused comics, and I bring it up again because I'm not sure if we talked about it while the music was playing or not. Maybe you're not going to hear it, but for uh, those of you who are interested in just paying anything you want, you get. Uh, Star Wars Omnibus a long time ago, um, 26 issues. Star Wars Empire Volume 1 Betrayal. Star Wars Jedi Volume 1 The Dark Side. Star Wars Crimson Empire. Star Wars Darth Maul Death Sentence. Star Wars Blood Ties Django and Boba Fett. You've got Darth Vader and the Lost Command. Uh, Old Republic Blood of the Empire. Knights of the Old Republic Commencement. Legacy Broken. Dark Times The Path to Nowhere. Uh, and In the Shadow of Yavin. Um, it's, we're up over 200 bucks worth of comics now, um, and more coming soon. They always add stuff, so I suspect uh, when all is said and done, we're going to get probably another three, four hundred bucks of comics for for pennies. Pennies. So there you go. Penny. Penny Parker. Peni. Peni. Stop it. 
<laughs> hey everybody thank you for being here we loved having you and we will love having you again next week because you can find the same one of these you can find the next one of these i ruin that all the time i should just stop saying it join us next week because we'll be waiting here for you because we love you so much right david sure <laughs> and maybe david's crud will be gone by next week so much did jason did you get anything nah son, did you get anything? i'm a rock I, what the, now you're suggesting that David is not, which he is. Uh, I did Correct. reply that. I'm just saying I'm a rock. I don't get sick. I just get the big stuff. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you get like the cancer and stuff. I get like the cancer. Woohoo! Woohoo! Go for yours. Yeah. Break some off, son. You. All right. We'll see you next week. Shout Thank out to my boy, Jax, who has got a broken leg, too. Yeah. What? Dude, check your goddamn Facebook every now and then. Wow, Yeah. Bro. yeah. My, my son has a broken leg. We must all be named Tony Fleece. For real. And will you please answer Tony Fleece's Facebook messenger? The guy's begging Or fucking talk. text. Good night, everybody. Jesus. Love y'all. Oh, and wait, 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 before we sign off. Huge what? thanks to you guys for the freaking Sky Striker. Oh, that's okay. We... <laughs> Are you looking at it now? <laughs> no, I'm actually not. I'm upstairs. That's why I was thinking about it. Oh, okay. The, the Facebook yeah. made me think of the fact that I posted on Facebook. Yeah, for you, you two fools trapped me by starting an innocuous Facebook conversation about what our favorite childhood toys were and it was all set up so that you guys could take my answer and then get me a pristine version of it which I said was the G.I. Joe Air Striker which was the F-14 Tomcat that had the wings that opened up and closed and uh, you guys fucking surprised me at the at my home front with a with a, an awesome uh, version of it so um, that is now going to be prominently displayed from some wire from the ceiling of my comic room so much love to you both yeah, wanted to do something special. It was awesome, super awesome. I, you know, yep, because we love you. Yeah. Has uh, has Beth tried the one yet? Uh, no. Okay. At least I don't think so. If she okay. did, she drank the whole bottle before I knew about it. She's not going to share it with him. Start from the bottle. Now we here. <laughs> good, good night, everybody. Good night. Peace. Everybody.